Hello, everybody. We're uh, Cheaper by the Dungeon D&D Podcast. I'm saying that up front today. And here I am joined with Jacob. Hey, yo! Connor. It's your boy, Jacob. D-Mun, sometimes DM Adam. Okay. Hi. Yeah, it's me. Um... Today, for our intro, I've already sent the guys off to do their job, because right now they're taking a quiz. Uh, they're taking specifically uh, uh, like a D&D alignment quiz to see what their real-life alignments are. Uh, of course, as everybody knows, you know, it's lawful to chaotic and good to evil, with neutral in the middle. So, you know, you can be like lawful good, chaotic neutral, neutral evil. Never, don't see much of those, I guess. Um... And true neutral, of course. But uh, you guys are doing the quiz right now, and I'll tell everybody some of the questions that are on it. But I want to know what your predictions are. Uh, I want to hear, like, what Connor and Adam's predictions are for Jacob's, and then, like, Jacob and Adam's for Connor. Like, so first let's start. Uh, Connor and Adam, what do you, what do you think Jacob's alignment's going to be? So this is this is IRL Jacob, what I really yeah, think Yeah, it's, it's IRL Jacob, yeah. I'll go with true neutral. <laughs> Adam, what do you think? I would say neutral good, I would say. <laughs> All of this is basically like you're describing pudding. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot a lot of neutral for Jacob. I would say lawful evil. <laughs> uh chaotic evil maybe in real life. Every joke has a semblance of truth. Exactly. Uh what about Connor? What do we think? Jacob and Adam? Chaotic evil for sure. I mean, <laughs> if you if you talk to him in person, you get that right away. He hides it well. Uh, I would say. Okay, hmm. I would say lawful neutral. Mm. Is this for Connor? Yeah, for Connor. I'm gonna say chaotic neutral. I was going to say chaotic good. <laughs> I think that's pretty accurate. I think Connor's chaotic, but he tries to do good <laughs> in a chaotic fashion. Um, all right. What about what do we think for Adam, Jacob, and Connor? Uh, I'm going to say for Adam, probably chaotic good for Adam. You know what? I I'm right there with you. He's uh he's a little wild, but I think I think he's really got a heart of gold. Hey. Actually, now hey. now that I think about it, I think Adam's more of a chaotic good, and Connor's more of a true evil. If that's on the scale, <laughs> yeah, it'd be, it'd be neutral evil on the scale. But we'll find uh, we'll find out. Um. Oh, yeah. So you guys are doing the quiz. Hopefully you're almost done. But some of the questions here are like, uh, it's a BuzzFeed quiz, by the way. It's, it's what's it called at the top? So I can give people credit. If you haven't heard of the alignment system, take this test to find out if you're chaotic, good, lawful, evil, or somewhere in between. You can take it if you want at home. That's the link title of the article. Um, but like on a scale of one to nine, how well do you follow the rules? Connor, what would you say on that one? Or what did you say? Um... For, wait, sorry, what? Can you rephrase that? <laughs> it was the first question, like, on a scale of one to nine, how well do you follow the rules? Oh, uh, I actually did a five, 
because for me personally, it, it depends. Like if the rule makes sense in my head, I'm likely to follow it. <laughs> this is such a Connor answer. Oh my god! <laughs> no, it is. If if the rule, if I think the rule is there for a good reason, I'll follow it. If I think the rule is silly and over the top, I'll probably try and skip over it. So it'd be it'd be about a five. There you go. Uh, another question uh, lower down is. Like, for example, when watching a police chase, what percent of the time would you say you root for the person running from the cops? Uh, Adam, what did you say? Ooh, I said, ooh. <laughs> I said less than 10% of the time. Yeah, there's always got to be, there's there's always those few cases where you're like, go, go, go. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Every once in a while, it's like, okay, that guy, he didn't deserve what happened to him. He should go away. Actually, I, I saw, there was one time I watched this cop video it was like in Norway or something it was somewhere in Europe but they were like it was like expert driving on the cops part because they were like driving through a park chasing like this person on a bike and they were like going up these like really thin trails in this car it was like crazy driving um, you just know that cop was YouTube. hoping for that day he was like man may there please be a runner one day in a really dangerous area where I can just show off my skills <laughs> and drift like dude he yeah, he was like drifting. He was going hard. It was crazy. Like it was like a dash cam video. This is what um, I went to the academy for. <laughs> and uh, one other question in here, for example, before we get to the results, uh, in the Avengers, Thanos wanted to erase half of all living things. Why? Because on his homeworld Titan, there were not enough resources for the population, and it led to a war and the eventual destruction of the planet. Uh, which sentence do you most agree with? And it's like. Thanos had some good points. Thanos was wrong. Thanos wasn't perfect, but neither were the Avengers. Uh, there's a bunch of sentences basically on the position there. Jacob, what did you put for that one? Also, spoilers if nobody saw Infinity War or any of the <laughs> past Marvel movies for the last 15 years. Batman comes in and kills Thanos. Um, Thanos was wrong, but he... And that's the answer I put, but he had more heart than any of the Avengers, that's for sure. But um, the the reason he's wrong is because, like, yeah, like, he has, he has a point, I suppose, but it's, like, such, like, a, like... Binary thinking. Well, no, it's such, like, a, it's not even a solution. Like, it's, it's, so what? He, it's basically a delayed negative, right? So, he... His his point is like, oh, everyone will will consume all the resources and everyone like will will die if if I don't do anything. Which yeah, okay, that makes sense. But like like it's all gonna happen again. And he destroyed the stone the stones this time. Like after he did it, people are still gonna have children. It's just, he basically delayed everything by maybe like what like. 500 years i don't know but like like it's yeah civilization's still there it's not like it's starting from absolute zero no, he it's just, just he's like, just basically oh, just like in half. like it would make sense if he like hid the stones and be like yeah in 500 years do this again because like all he is is delaying <laughs> the inevitable so much genocide <laughs> it's just like yeah we'll I just mean, do a mass culling every 500 years if everyone years. <laughs> agrees to it it might make sense but i mean just like this is just how life goes on. The sun eventually will explode. Resources will die out. If we don't move to Mars, we're screwed. This is just how it has to be. Like, sorry. He, but I mean, he, he, he has more heart than the rest of them, though. Because honestly, it takes a big heart to, to think so much about people, but then not really see 
<laughs> that you were also making a stupid decision by just delaying things. So we already know what Jacob's alignment's gonna be. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, let's let's start uh, with actually Adam. Let's start with you. What did you get? Result? I got lawful good. You are very kind and compassionate towards others. You have great morals and firm principles that simply cannot be broken. And then I almost dis- I disagree with this line, actually. You very strictly follow the rules, which is definitely not true, which can create a dilemma when you know a law or a rule is hurting others, but you feel you must abide by it to avoid any violations. There is a lot of truth to that. You care for others. Your care for others is something truly special. Nice. Damn. Yeah, well, I can see it. Wait, what was yours, Adam? Sorry, I just finished mine. Uh, lawful evil, it says. What? <laughs> yeah, it's got so lawful weird. Good. Lawful yeah, good. lawful good. Lawful good. Um, Connor, what'd you get? I I don't know how accurate this test is, but I got true neutral. Oh, I believe that actually. That yeah. sounds right. That's not bad. <laughs> well, if you read the description, I don't think so. It's you may observe or listen well, taking in lots of information, but you tend not to strongly side one way or the other. That's not true. Every little thing doesn't garner a response from you. When you do act, it's usually on instinct on a case-by-case basis once you've had a moment to assess the situation. Which, like, that part kind of, but, like... (laughs) Connor's a flip-flopper, doesn't have any real opinion. (laughs) Dude, I would say that actually perfectly describes you because even with your justification of the first question, it was like, oh, I I follow the things that I... I follow the rules that I think make sense. And so it's like you're true neutral in the sense that you don't react unless, like, you, it's important to you. I, I actually You think it, are yeah. the middle man. <laughs> wow, that's uh, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I'll just sit over here I'm with glad the we did this like really. That. I'm glad we did this really scientifically proven quiz. <laughs> uh, Jacob. Uh, I got neutral good. Hmm. You have a really good heart, and you just want others to be treated well and fairly. While you've got nothing against authority, and you tend to be a law-abiding citizen, you will break or bend the rules if it's required to do the right thing. Nice. Yeah, that sounds right. I think that's how I pegged you. Damn. Pudding. All right. Well, I feel like these are all somewhat uh, somewhat accurate. I'll give you. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. (laughs) I'm not a good person. Um, I did mine, and it just said perfect. I'm not sure what that means. But uh, anyways, let's move on. Seth is chaotic uh, evil. We all know it. He manifested <laughs> in the game because it's illegal in real life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, if I didn't have this outlet. Uh, so let's uh, do a quick recap before we get into this. Last week, last two weeks ago, I guess, uh, it was quite the ordeal that went down. Uh, the gang were imprisoned by Serial in this anti-magic, uh, not barrier, but they were in a barrier of magic with these anti-magic handcuffs on. They, they were magicless, they were powerless, uh, and they were getting uh, investigated with a zone of truth placed upon them. Unfortunately, during Serial's investigation, uh, she found out that not only is Norman a, a potentially corrupt hollow, uh, being, but also that Darian was constantly lying, but it wasn't actually Darian who was lying. It was Draken, whose strong will to resist it was kind of making Serial's senses go off since Draken's attached to Darian's hip. Serial confronted Draken and found out that, yes, Draken is in fact the one who destroyed Wesnia and 
killed a ton of gazers back in the day. And she went, rightfully so, ballistic. She started zip-zapping, punching, light-beaming, everything with her freaking laser eyes. It was incredibly intense. Um, Draken was seized. Therian was pinned. And Draken was killed by Serial. And Darien, helpless to do anything, was attacked by Serial with the light flowing from her eyes into his, blinding Darien permanently. He is <laughs> mega blind. So, uh, as. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as, uh, permanently blind. Just kills me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, a blinded creature can't see and it automatically fails any ability checks that require sight. Also, attack rolls against Darien have advantage, and Darien's attacks all have disadvantage. So, it's a hell of a nerf. Um, I didn't want to do it, but you forced my hand. You're full of it. (laughs) I wanted to do it a little bit. Uh, But in this crisis moment where Darien was dying, Zippy flipped over, broke free from his anti-magic handcuffs by wrapping them around Serial's neck and having her break them for him. Uh, uh, Zippy quickly rushed to action and blocked uh, Norman from the light, giving him a chance to summon Royce and go demon mode. Norman went equally ballistic and started duking it up with the Gazer Queen of the Moon. And they started doing this whole freaking Dragon Ball Z fight. Um, Darian and Zippy left the, the the barrier and everything in the basement and they met with Crit who gave them the keys to get a bike uh, like an Akira style fantasy levitating bike uh, to leave uh, this area on the moon and go to their grand treasure place that they're supposed to get to um, Norman was fighting Serial and Crit distracted her saying that he had Robin probably the person of interest that can sever tethers that the flock is also interested in uh, on the back of his bike and he led her away from you giving you the opportunity to uh, to escape and you all rejoined gone on the bike and quickly left glimpse the moon city you are now driving along an empty lunar surface Sometimes dipping in and out of craters, feeling the flow of that, you know, lower, uh, lower gravity. And you're just cruising along the moon, somewhat aimlessly going in a direction. You don't really know where you're supposed to head to or where you're going, for that matter. The directions weren't given to you. Um, but you are just driving. What do you all want to say to each other? Well, first, in those few moments of silence <clears throat> where everything's just kind of quiet and everyone's just first kind of grappling with their own thoughts, Norm is just holding on and he starts humming, humming to himself. Just coming up with a cool song in my head. He's just, he's just kind of calming down. Brutal. <laughs> Norman, are you okay? You... You, is your demon mode done? Um, by the way, what's the seating order on this bike? I believe Zippy's driving, Darian's in the middle so he doesn't fall off, and Norman, you're on the back. Okay, so Darian's here in every word I'm singing. Uh, so Zip- it's a pretty big bike, but it's it's a tight fit. 
Okay. Uh, you know, feeling a little more comfortable that no one can look at me. Yes, I'm. I'm good. I'm. I'm all back. I'm calm. Um, uh, it's strange. I remember everything, but. But almost as like an, a beside myself experience. It's it's very strange to explain. I'm I'm more curious as to what happened to you guys. Are you guys okay? Did you kill her? Sadly, no. She uh, she was she was very powerful. I tried to subdue her and tie her down. Um, but I, you know, she packs a heavy punch, and I, eventually, when given when Crit gave us the opportunity to escape. I took it so we could get out of here. Damn it. I wish I could have helped. And, uh, Zippy, you feel... Kasterian's arms are kind of wrapped around you while on the spike. You feel them, uh, tighten. Ooh. Uh, a little bit. Wait, Darian! Uh, are you... Norman, I think... I... Sorry, it was, it was all just crazy back there, but... Darian, your eyes... Yeah, I, I still can't see. No matter how many times I blink, it's still just, it's still just nothing. It's, it's gone. My vision's gone. That, that bitch. She's taken so much from me. It's gonna be okay, Darius. We're, we're gonna, we're gonna get through this. We're, go, we're gonna find a way, to, to restore your sight. We're here with you till the end. Remember that. We'll, th- we'll figure something out. And the day I lay eyes on her again. Nice one. <laughs> Evil me. <laughs> Maybe we'll just go with killing her. <laughs> um, Seth, I'm just going to look behind me to make sure that no one's following us or if I see anything uh, noteworthy. You look behind and you can see the city in the distance and you don't see anyone uh, following you. You see faint flashes of light off in the distance, though. Probably serial. But you also notice around you that the bug, the, the big blue like like caterpillar that's in the city, it's glowing blue. And you can see that the ozone layer that surrounds itself in the city of Glimpse and the outskirts, you're quickly coming up to the wall. Mm. Guys, we're running out of road here, but I'm also worried if they see us. So, can anyone cast, like, some invisibility something? I can cast some pass without a trace on us, but I don't really have anything for running out of air. Well, we'll figure it out, but let's start with the invisibility. Okay. I, uh, you see Darian, you know, slowly lifts one of his arms off of Zippy and and Zippy, you can feel a little bit of shaking from Darian, like there's some fear coming through. Um, without being able to see what's going on, but like knowing that, feeling the wind wishing past us, Darian is is definitely uh, freaking out a little bit internally in this moment. And you see him cast a few signs with his hands and uh, cast Pass Without a Trace on the three of us in the bank. You cast it, and you guys disappear. If anyone was looking from ways off, you would just be basically gone. You approach the wall and you can see it's a thin film of 
like a, a blue filter. And you can tell this is where the oxygen stops. Uh, DM, do we have any more time to talk or are we right at that line? You're at that line. You can keep talking. It's just, you know, beyond the line is just more moon. But we have to, like, hold our breath. Uh, yeah, or find some way or something uh, on your bike, potentially. Uh, guys, I think we should pull over for a moment. Okay, yeah, we'll pull over. And I, I stop the bike as it skids towards the end there. <laughs> a little moon dust flutters. <laughs> I get off, and I make sure to help Darian off as well. Seth, I, I also have a, a spell question for you. Um, sure. I have the spell Haste, which, you know, gives, like, some, some like, bonus movement uh, and kind of, like, actions and stuff. Could I theoretically use that on the bike to try and, like, supercharge the engine? I would allow it. Okay enough to hold our breath like to where can we even see where we're going no but like in a in a pinch if you know let's say we needed to to move a little faster i could try and you know use that to give us a little extra boost but uh yeah that that'd be that's pretty much all i've got I, i don't really have a lot in terms of spell utility i'd like to search the bike for like a compartment and i'm gonna say it loud um you know, it stands to reason if this bike was used to traverse, and you know, and if Crit was ever planning on using it to make a getaway like this, he might have been planning for some form of, uh, some way to breathe outside of the the zone, the dome. So I'm I'm gonna search the bike for some compartment or something. Please make an investigation check. <laughs> I'd try and help Norman, but I'm not gonna be. Uh... Here, Darren, you look over there. Uh, two plus four, six. Guys, this this bike has nothing. <laughs> Darian fumbles around in his bag for the never-empty margarita and just has a sip, just trying to calm his nerves a little. You are looking over the bike, and you can see there is a a satchel, a little bag attached to the back of the bike. Um, You open it up, and you just see there's like a a hat and some clothes in there. Like It's like a little newspaper boy hat and and some just like white dress shirt and suspenders and clothes in in there, but that's it. What if... (laughs) What if I summoned three air elementals and shoved them down our throats? (laughs) (laughs) Like shoving a tornado down your esophagus. Just like. (laughs) Or if someone can have, like. Does anyone's cloak, like, act as a sort of, like, compartment? Ooh, the bubble cloak, maybe. I was going to say, I got the bubble cloak, and I think theoretically. Like Seth, would it stay centered on us if we were moving? Uh, yes. You know, I would allow it to encapsulate you guys and potentially the bike. Uh, you'd be going like a hamster ball, but you wouldn't be able to see out of it. Okay. Mm. <laughs> well, I can't see anyway. So, what if we had a little slit? Does it have to be open, like closed all the way to work? <laughs> I think, according to vacuums, I think so. No, we were just we would be producing air from within, but like it would slowly seep out. But I guess it is the vacuum of space. We need something we can see through. If if we can get something that we can see through and it's like a bubble. Okay, I have I have an idea. 
DM. Norman is going to pull, or is he's just going to kind of toy with the ring of the grammarian on his hand. And he's going to think, Hellish rebuke. What if it was a shell? And he wants to try to cast shellish, this is crazy, rebuke to create <sighs> like a, some kind of protective dome. <laughs> Shellish rebuke. This is stupid. <laughs> is this dumb? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Any right, seashells right. in the area, just. I don't know. This, I, this is probably the dumbest thing I've ever done in the podcast. I will. Uh, okay, so <laughs> you. T- uh, you, if you want to cast this, make uh, make Arcana. Okay. Check. Um. Oh, come on. Seven, uh, 17 plus 10, 27. Okay. You make a shell. And it, it, you make three shells, but they're, they're not large. They're not encasable, but they are small enough to strap. And they've kind of taken a weird form where it's almost like uh, a respirator. It's like a, a mouth guard to put over your mouth. So you do have this like framework of a shell that can strap around your head and fit on your mouth and nose. Uh, but obviously no air is in it. But you do have like a shell. It's kind of like a, almost a scuba mask-ish situation. Around his head or everyone's? You each you each get one. It allows us to breathe or no? Well, yeah, you can breathe through it right now. But once you're out there, there it won't produce air. So it, we we just got these turtle shells on our heads, basically, is what I'm picturing. I think, like, Reg Koopa shell is basically what I'm thinking of. Zippy, a, f- a friend of mine who was also a druid, he, he used to be able to cast the spell Find Familiar to be able to see through animals he conjured. Is that something you can do? No. Damn it. <laughs> hmm. But... I did bring these, and I I pull out three of the plants I dug up from down below, outside of um, Randy's house. Mm-hmm. And what if I put them all together and I cast enhanceability on them to produce more oxygen? And then I stuff them in everyone's helmets. Oh. oh. <laughs> Maybe. It just might work. I should say they're not helmets. They are literally like breathing masks with like a tube that like it's like a these two tubes that wrap around your head and a breathing like sealed off area that goes over your mouth and nose. And then there's like a, a tube that extends out the back where the two that wrap around join and it arcs up like a scuba mask well what if we cut off the tubes and i shove the plants up them yeah is this like a is this like a scoop like a scuba mask and tank situation like if we went out into there like would we have a some extended time because of this shellish rebuke potentially if you put some air stuff in it where are these tubes connected to a tank on the back no it's just it's like instead of you know where you put the the tube in your mouth and then the tube just goes out up like in a scuba situation, uh, 
essentially it's an enclosed space around your mouth and nose and there's two tubes that arc off from that compartment and circle around your head so it stays secure connect at the back and then it's one singular tube up so it, it doesn't connect to a tank this is a glorified like like hospital mask and, and yeah. snor- like snorkel because there's the tube but yeah. yeah it's a snorkel it's a snorkel that's okay. better oh well no plant's gonna fit in that <laughs> I mean you could shove someone down the tube no one has something where they can see through things like can anyone see through because if we do the cloak all that's preventing us from making this work is someone can see through something does anyone have that ability no. and then that, that would be a cool sequence because then someone would be driving and the person who could see through would tell us where to go if only we had some kind of mask or something that would let us see beyond the material you know Oh, what, what a cool invention that would be. Too bad we don't have something like that with us. Yeah, never seen one. Damn it, it can't be Darian. He can't even see right now. <laughs> I... Um, mm. Okay. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Oh my god, I think... I think I have this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um... Someone will have to drive. What if we use the bubble that Connor has? I create an animal and we throw it out into the void of space. (laughs) And then I scry or scrying to that animal so we can see a top down view of the entire (laughs) map. That would work! Can anybody even see where we're headed? I mean, we drove away because we had a rough idea of the direction, but do we? Do you, can either of you see some kind of building on the horizon or, or any structures? Seth, do we see anything? Well, I mean, if someone throws me up, maybe, but it would have to be relatively close to... If, if Serial visits this place often... She must go either underground or something where there's still oxygen. And therefore, it'd have to be pretty close to where she spends most of her time. Because she wouldn't have to walk so far. So would it be... It would be outside the bubble for sure, but they have to go underground. So... Do you know what? I'm I'm not entirely convinced because I was up there briefly trading blows with her. And she was, like, speaking, snarling. I, I almost think she, like, doesn't need to breathe. I don't like she's she's a cut above the rest, honestly. Uh, I, I I like where your head's at. I think maybe you know going underground or something like that is not a bad idea, uh, and and I agree that's probably close. But I, I don't know if she... uh, just just to interrupt quickly to answer your question from earlier. Looking around, you do not see uh, any structures besides glimpse from behind you, but you do not see any obvious structures or anything. It's just moon. It just seems empty to you. I. You know, now that you mention it, I can't... I don't have a fine familiar, but I can summon a lesser demon that you could do your scry on. And it can move with us? Yep, can you keep it's... control uh, of it? Yeah, it, it's right out of... Uh, um, actually, sadly, I've, I've only used this once. When we uh, first got to uh, to Cool and we were fighting those fire uh, ants, um, 
I don't know if anyone was around me when I did it, but uh, basically I can summon a little closet. I call it Quasit Moto. He's uh, really friendly uh, to us. Um, but I can summon him with this medallion that I got from Valentine's Void Chest. Well, he might last longer than another animal that gets summoned into space. Yeah, like, I mean, he's a demon, so he may not need to breathe. He might survive out there. And you're willing to just throw him out into the sky? Well, I mean, he's a lesser demon, and if I really am from, like, you know, Royce, and, you know, I'm I'm sure, uh, you know, these are smaller beings. It's like a familiar, you know? If if we get the go-ahead, I can summon it. I'm just feeling like if we go out there with this, we're going to use a lot of spells, and we're it, the structure may or may not be out there, is the thing. <laughs> like, is there any way to to really nail down the direction where... Where that's the only thing we're missing. Yeah, there is, but uh, it's it's not obvious. You'd have to, you know, use something you got. Is there a compass on the bike? I'm gonna detect portal. Ugh. So uh, how far is the range on that again? It's uh, I'm just double checking. I believe it's one 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 or two miles. Why don't we just use that to steer? Well, it's not to steer. <laughs> You cast Detect Portals. You sense with everything you have, except your eyes, and you do not sense a portal within a mile. Okay, whatever this structure is, it's not a portal, or if it is, it's not within a mile. Okay, someone just throw me up as high as they can, and I'll see what I can see. I'm going to tie a rope to Zippy's waist because the gravity's How low here. How many times do I have to say this? I'm blind. So I no, say- I know. I'm talking to the guy with the horns. <laughs> who, who? Oh, me. Um, yeah, I tie a rope to Zippy. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm gonna, I, yeah, I'm going to say, good luck. I'll hold on to this other end of the rope. Ready? All right. Well, throw me up to get some more lift and I'll see what I can see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Zippy, make a perception check. And actually, Norman, make a strength check. Alrighty. 12. So I got a 14 plus 4 for an 18. Okay. <laughs> you are thrown up at a medium height, you know, zero gravity floating up. And you're looking and scanning, turning your head as fast as possible. And with an 18, you catch a glimpse of something. The the moon is mostly gray (laughs) and, you know, space is black. Those are colors. And uh, you see a little tiny speck of red. Some little smoke coming off way off in the distance. Only because of your zero gravity height are you able to see that far and it seems like over the horizon there's maybe some smoke coming from a small fire I th- guys I think I see something pull me down Ooh, okay I, ah! <laughs> I, I pull him down Ooh, there's something over there in, in that direction I point in the direction that Zippy would know um, it, it was like smoke or something It's it's something out there and I don't know if we can stay here long, so it might be the, our best option. It may not be what we're looking for, but it's something. How far away? Um, you'd say, like, it looked far away. Give or take, like, 
eight to ten miles. Oh. How fast is our bike? Like, I don't know if we could make it that far just holding our breath. Hold on. You you said you saw fire? No. Or, sorry. Did you say that, Zip? Something glowing. I don't know. Where is smoke? Well, where there's smoke, there's, there's air. Oh. So, if there's smoke and there's fi- there's fire, and if there's fire, there's air, and if you didn't see another dome... I know, but I think I think Darian's worried if our fuel can get us all the way there. I don't know. Well, I was kind of thinking oxygen if we just held our breath, but... Well, I th- agree that definitely where there's smoke, there's some kind of air. We don't know how far away that air may be, and that's what I'm concerned about. Can we test to see if there's even... Like, I, I just want to make sure that there's no air outside of this wall. <laughs> okay, stick your stick your head out. Stick your head out, please, Norman. I, like, all right. I, I stick my hand out. I stick my... No. no, Norman. No, Adam, you summon your thing and put it out there. Like, what are you thinking? Okay, I will. Yeah, I Well, Okay, yeah, good idea. Okay. You've already died once. Seth is not gonna pull punches. Well, are we here. gonna freeze? Moon. Like, is it is it also warmth that we have in here, or is it just air? Like, are you gonna summon your demon? I am. I have to sing a sad song. Um, so I clear my throat. <clears throat> See that line where the sun begins to fall behind the trees. It's calling me. And I think that's all we can use. Nice. <laughs> Five seconds. Boom. Uh, and uh, you sing a sad song, and a lesser demon just appears just on the other side of this barrier and f- in a flourish of flame that immediately is put out. You see the demon is out there, and it's like, meh, meh, meh. And it, it's like looking, and it's like, meh, meh. It's like noticing it's like kind of hard to breathe, but the demon doesn't need air. There's no real good air in hell. It's mostly just smoke, so it's used to this. Um, but you can see its flames are getting smaller that are coming off its body until you can see slowly it starts shaking and shivering. It's like, meh, meh. Ooh. And slowly starts getting iced and like Ooh, curling Come up back in a in. ball on the ground. Come back in here, boy. Come on. Meh. And then it comes through the barrier. And it's like, meh. And you see the heat ignites from it again once it's on the other side. Okay, I use digitation to create some more flame to keep warm him up. Good boy, good boy. All right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go in that direction, and for the listener, we're going to recap exactly how this is going to work. Darian's... Wait, not Darian's not going to drive. That's a bad idea. <laughs> so Norman is going to throw his demon dog up and into space. Yes, it will die. I'm going to scry... <laughs> into it Darian's gonna use his his cloak to make a bubble around our uh, car and I'll direct Norman to drive it all the way to the to the uh, red smoke is what's gonna happen now I will point out I really hope this bike can move fast because the bubble will only last for like a minute what will, what will only last for... Oh, your bubble only lasts a minute. Damn. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like, so we can give it a shot. I mean, the, uh, clearly this bike is fast. I'm just saying. Like, do we... 
Seth, can we look at the speedometer on this thing to know how fast it can go? What the frick? How do we do this? Hmm. You see, the speedometer just has a number that goes 1 to 11. <laughs> well, I don't see it, but... Yeah, yeah, right, right. I have no idea what... 1 or 11 stands for on this thing. Honestly, this technology is pretty beyond me. Wait, even if what, I fuel, what fuel does this thing work on? Magic. <laughs> cool. Hmm. Look, I feel like... I feel like this bubble plan is the best we got. <laughs> I'm not confident we can get across the moon in a minute. It's just like 8-ish miles. <laughs> In a minute? That's impossible. <laughs> that is impossible. Uh, well, you can run a mile in five. So if we're doing like Akira bike speeds, it'll run out before. But like, I don't know, maybe we could just do like holding breath mechanics. We got like a couple minutes on Constitution. Hunter, <laughs> if you're going like 80 miles an hour, like it still takes like several minutes to get to eight miles I, is this thing really faster than an 80 mile per 80 miles per hour i would think so there's less resistance on the moon and it's clearly a very but there's fast there's bike. no gravity to make you go quick <laughs> Ooh, i know i know i know i know i know <laughs> this has been said four times before <laughs> I'm gonna use my oh, frick, this is impossible wait a minute how many times can I use my ring of the grammarian a day the thing that the thing that is frustrating is I know that there's an obvious answer to this no I feel like there isn't one and stops testing us to use our spells before we do a fight so that we waste all our spells <laughs> you got a lot of items you got a lot of spells use them okay this is what this is what I think I have a cloak of I. <laughs> I have a cloak of billowing. It needs air to billow. Maybe it produces air. That's not gonna work. This is what we're going to do. All right. <laughs> I am going to turn into a worm, and I will eat you all by using my cloak of giantness, and I will slug across this moon top. <laughs> All the way. Oh my and god. I will not die. Oh my, oh my god. Are you serious? <laughs> I that might work. Don't do do you have any kind of like catapulting spells? No, I I work with nature. I am on the moon. Okay. <laughs> I know, but I was wondering if there's any like anything would be like a, like you could like launch something in some way. Because it's low gravity, so if we just, like, you know, like, make us into a pseudo-rocket. I don't know. I'm, I'm serious about this worm thing, though, because the dogs <laughs> that survive. Work. That might work. What kind of worm are you going to become? Well, something that retains heat, because it seems like the issue is heat. I, it's air. No, it's definitely air. Because the, the fire went it, out because there's no air. Guys, Wait, you don't want to become, like, the bug that you see in the distance? The bubble bug? Caterpillar? Ah. Oh shit! Yeah, that one. Ah <laughs> oh, shit! Why did I say anything? Why did I say something? But we can't use it. There's so, there's a bubble bug outside there, or I or there's one around us that you would turn. There's the big into. one. That's the big one in the city. You can see it from the distance. It's very large. Oh shit! Can I turn into that? 
I don't know, can't it? <laughs> I, I don't think you can. Probably couldn't turn into one that big naturally, but who knows? Now, what is an animal that doesn't need oxygen? But <laughs> seriously. Nothing. Unless you're talking about like zygotes. Seth, what if I used Ring of the Grammarian and instead of Bane, I made Lane. And I made just a smooth road that enables to go even faster on the moon. Oh, like a highway. That's a good idea, actually. I would allow that, yes. Sick. But I I don't think we're getting there in under a minute. I know, I know. Okay, but here's the other option. Here's the other option. Mage hand, mage land. I transform the moon to a place that could sustain mages. That's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cantrip. I don't think that's going to work. Seth? <laughs> I honestly, I like the idea of the lane. Because if it's just like a straight lane, so like, because then you don't really have to worry about the gravity issue as much because gravity only becomes an issue if you're bouncing off of it because then you lose No, gravity traction. is an issue because the reason a car moves quickly is because the friction. The drag, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. But I'm saying as long as we're not being disrupted in that by like, you know, the environment itself and it's a straight shot, we would like really reduce that. So do we have anything that could make us heavier in some way? I like I like the lane idea because I think we can hit some pretty crazy top speeds and I want to know. I, <laughs> this I is all theoretical it. though. <laughs> totally. I But I totally want to see it. Because we still don't know how fast this bike... When we were driving Seth away on the bike, like I'm sure Zippy was punching it. How fast were we going? You were going like 60 miles an hour. See? Dang it. Could he have gone faster? That was like at an 8 on the 1 to 11 scale, yeah. Oh, okay. That's, that's, that's like an 8, though. So what happens if we go up to 11? Hold on a second. What's 60 divided by 8? Oh my god. <laughs> 60 divided by 8? Well, it'd be 7.5. So, yeah. So times 3 plus 60. So we could go 82.5 miles per hour. Top speed on the bike. Going to Which is still not 8 miles in a minute. But <laughs> Seth said I could use haste on the bike, which would give us double movement. So we could actually go 165 miles per and hour. And maybe we get one extra breath in the the shellish rebukes. So we could hold our breath twice. If that gives us one extra breath. Yeah, we can, and then we have the bubble as well that would extend the time. So if we, like, wrote out the bubble for the first minute and then took a breath... Uh, took a breath from what? In the bubble. The bubble will have air. Yeah, we'll have bubble air for the first bit. And then we take a last breath after the first minute. We got a straight shot because we of the We would freeze lane. to death. It still takes time. It's not instantaneous. So, it's, it takes time for someone who's... For a demon dog that's already burning. For people with, who, are, <laughs> who are just skin people. With your top speed hypothetical, you could, in a minute, get like three miles. Okay, so then we could, if we lasted, let's average it out between eight to ten, to so that we'd need three minutes. 
So if we did one minute in the bubble, that's one minute covered. So we'd have to figure out two minutes. You said we could go three miles in one minute. Yes. Yes. So if we average out the eight to ten to nine, if we yeah, if we average out the eight to ten to nine, that means we would need three minutes total going top speed <laughs> on the bike. But you're saying we have to hold our breath for two minutes. So yeah, that's what I said. So we'd have to figure out. But two we minutes would because... freeze to death. The dog didn't even last, and the dog's on fire, and it lasted like ten seconds. No, no, no. We don't actually know how long that was. It was like ten seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Connor, I don't know why you don't think we're not going to freeze to death. Like you're 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 way walking around this major problem. <laughs> we are engineers, and you are forgetting a key pillar of this bridge. So I have the spell absorb element. <laughs> oh my god. I could absorb <laughs> the gold. <laughs> um, okay, we're going back to the worm idea. I actually think that might be the best thing. If you turn into that giant bug. Do you know a space worm that's going to sur- let you'll survive all the Why way? Why can't across? I turn into a, a giant demon dog and huff it? You know? Just turn into the blue bug. Just think about how long it's going to take, and we still have to survive. Space bug, man. It's got to be the space bug. No, you'll survive because I I'll inhale tons of oxygen as a because I turn huge. You remember how huge I turn? It's more than enough oxygen for you to have. But we're gonna lose the bike if you turn. What if you just became a small version of the space bug and then went big with your cloak? That way, if it's a weak enough of a creature, you could become it. Or if he did the small version of it and it created just a bubble small enough to block us and then all three of us could still be on the bike and Norman could drive with the lane. Wait, say that again, Kyle? Yeah, say that again. So the the beetle thing that you would turn into that creates that like bubble shield, right? Like in the middle, that's what we're talking about? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if, if Jacob transformed into it in like at his current size, so he's not going up a size... That means he could still ride on the bike with us because the beetle thing doesn't move. Like, so I'm assuming that he's going to be in a static form when he turns. Right, into you'll us. hold it on your lap, kind of thing. Yeah, so I could hold him while Norman drives because he's got eyes, and then he uses that lane, like his lane, whatever, uh, grammarian switch. So then we can just have a straight shot to that fire. And then hopefully in Zippy's smaller form, so he doesn't need to be a giant, the bubble will be big enough to cover at least us on the bike. But you guys still don't... I'm the one who saw the direction, right? I wouldn't be able to communicate with you. But you did point it out to us. Yeah, you did. (laughs) So if we just do a straight shot out with the lane that way, then why not? So the, the the bug creates oxygen? Yeah, like so the bug is what's channeling this bubble we're standing inside anyway. So if he turns into a small version, creates the barrier, you drive with the lane so we're undisturbed, then hopefully in his smaller form, it's still a big enough barrier to cover all of us. Because if you go giant, how are we supposed to like bring you there? Unless you can't move, which we have no idea if you'd be able to. Well, let's see if Seth will even let me... Like, this thing is still pretty big, I thought. Like, Seth said it was like a giant gross bug. I mean, like, we can we can solve this in one in one quick way is just just to try and transform into it. All right, I'll try. <coughs> I'll try. I'll try. <laughs> Zippy, you get on all fours, imitating a slug as best you can. You've never transformed into something like this. You've seen it from afar, but you're gonna try and tap into your your druid powers 
so hard. <laughs> nature powers where like, apparently that, that extends all the way to moon nature. You're thinking <laughs> about the moon. You're thinking about slugs. Basically, your mind is just flashing pictures like a slideshow of, a, of like the Discovery Channel. And you're just seeing lots of animals in life and you're like, be the slug. And you can see his fur starts sinking into his body. Uh, Norman, you see this. And Zippy, you're still closing your eyes. You're like, eh, come on. And you're transforming transforming and trying so hard give me an animal handling check Norman is it working I can't see one second he looks the same as he usually does um I got a 16 plus 8 because proficiency bonus that's a 24 you're proficient in animal handling (laughs) I know Wow. <laughs> How do you think I run the Rizzy Ray race? <laughs> this is this is actually uh, not a not bad. All right. I was expecting way worse. All right. You're huddling. <laughs> and then you slump over. <laughs> and you're a very small, just blue slug with these little, like, prickly, like, crab-like legs, like a centipede underneath your body. And... You're you're there. You could fit in somebody's hand. <gasps> oh, I w- and I, I'm making an air bubble, and you can tell, like farting from your body is a little air bubble that could act as like it it would cover somebody's head. <gasps> Ooh, okay, okay. This is enough, guys. This this is enough. And you're wearing your little cloak still as your as your little slug form. Okay, don't don't go mega size just yet. I'm gonna pick him up. And, ooh, hi, little guy. I'm going to kind of, like, pet him. Uh, and then I'm going to put him on my shoulder uh, so that the, his air bubble is encasing my head and my mask. Is the bubble big enough, Seth, that if it was, like, let's say it was, like, hugged in between me and Norman, could it, like, <laughs> just cover both of our heads? <laughs> if you were, like, putting your heads, like, if you were resting your head on Norman's shoulder with... Slug Zippy on top of like yours and Norman's head. Yes, I would allow it. Hey, fan art of this immediately. I want this, please. Everyone listening. Okay. Okay, Darian. This is how it's gonna work. <laughs> Zippy turned into an adorable blue little crab slug air producing thing. He's right here. You can feel him. See? This is him right here. Mm-hmm. So just don't make any fast movements. He's very squishy, very delicate. I'm gonna put him. On my shoulder, and you're gonna have to l- actually know. Yeah, lean your head on my shoulder, and okay, that right, right there. Yes. Now, I this, are we on the bike right now, or am I just leaning on? No, your this shoulder? is practice. This is just, this is just practice. And so, yeah, okay. But now we got we got to be facing the same way because that's how it's gonna be on the bike. And so I need you to wrap one arm around me from behind. And then, so I'm Big Spoon. Yep. Ooh, nice. And uh, it's warmer this way. And you forget how chilly it is on the moon. This is nice. And then, so wrap one arm around me, not so tight, Darian. And then, Darian, not so tight. Oh, sorry, Darian. Oh, okay, sorry. Cool. And then you have to. I'm gonna be hold, steering, so you gotta hold this bug on my shoulder while you lean your head on my shoulder, and that's gonna keep us breathing until we get there. What do you think? 
Yeah, I mean, I I think as long as you do that, and you mentioned that lane spell, I mean, if you do that and we got a straight shot there, so we're not bouncing around, I, I think we'll be okay. Okay. Zippy, make like some kind of bug affirmation that you're on board with this plan. <laughs> I heard that. I'm going to take it as okay. a yes. I'm going to, Seth, I'm going to use my Ring of the Grammarian to try to, instead of Bane, this is my last Ring of the Grammarian spell for the day, I want to cast Lane and try to remove in front of us any pits in the road, quote unquote road, the texture of the moon, the surface of the moon, I want to create a smooth lane so that our bike can go as fast as possible on the moon. You see beneath you, the moon surface kind of smooths over, and you can see somewhat of a road is paved in front of you up to a certain point. But as you move around, you can see it's like the the path, the lane will continue to be created as you drive, but it also be taken away from behind you. So it's like just a little patch of lane that'll just follow you. Okay, so this is a concentration spell, so we got to go right now, and I, I can't lose focus. Darren, you ready? Uh, yeah, maybe let's 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 try and um. Let's accelerate into the barrier so we can try and reduce the amount of time we're going to be out in this freezing cold. Okay, here, I'm going to help you get on the bike. It's, it's right here, okay? Give me your hand. And, uh, yeah, so we're not using the bubble now, right? Like, we're just, we're just going to use this and hope everything goes well? Yeah, we're using the air bubble, not your cloak bubble. Yeah. A lot of bubbles, but cool. <laughs> Bug bubble, no cloak bubble. Yeah. And now we got these cool driving masks that don't do anything. Shell us your vehicle is a waste of a spell. Okay, cool. Let's All right. Let's do it. <laughs> you guys get on the bike. You help Darian on Norman and you strap in. You're holding the the steering uh levers. And Darian, you lean forward, rest your head on Norman's right shoulder, and you're balancing slug zippy in between <laughs> the, the two of your heads. <laughs> And it's and you're holding on tight. It's the most awkward positioning you can imagine. I'm I I've only got one arm around Norman, and I got the other hand on Zippy because I like I really want to make sure he's not gonna bounce off or something by accident. You hear the engine. Before before I go, I'm gonna sing a song of inspiration to Darian. Okay. (laughs) Okay, I'm I'm just gonna say, um, I'm 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 gonna say, uh, hello. Rider, uh, drive a little smoother. Do, 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 and that's do, the five cool. seconds yeah. we can use. Of that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I inspire him in case he needs to. Yeah, cool. The engine roars. The lane before you is forged. You know the general direction. Here we go. Three, two. Hold on, Darian. One. <laughs> you pierce. Through the air bubble, you see your little demon left behind just going, <laughs> like waving you goodbye. Quasimodo! And you're driving with the road being formed and taken away before you. And you're just driving as fast as you can. You can immediately feel that your hands, Norman, and your body, Darian, are getting very, very cold. Your heads are fine, you can breathe fine but your bodies are getting cold. Norman and Darian, what do you want to do? Uh, like, I- I'm going to hold out as long as I can. I'm just going to 
Um, I'm gonna try casting absorb element on myself to try and like absorb the the cold. The cold. <laughs> yeah. You want to be more cold? No, but by absorbing element, you you reduce the impact or damage of the element. That's what the spell does. I'm not gonna say this is an element. This is literally just the lack of any. Element. All right, then fine, <laughs> fine. Um, then I'm gonna just. If, if that's starting to happen, uh, I'm going to cast, yeah, I'm going to cast haste on the bike. <laughs> you cast, you cast haste and you see the, the ticker goes nine, 10, 11, 11, and it's pushing past We're just going to get 11. colder. We're just going to get colder, man. And it's almost, um, it's almost circling around back to one and you're going and yeah, you're right. It feels super cold. It's like pins and needles pricking your body constantly. You look down at your hands. You can't move your head too much because your head has to stay stable or you'll leave the air bubble. You glance down at your hands, Norman. You can see they're icing <gasps> over as you're gripping the steering. <laughs> right now, you are currently unable to turn. Because the cold is probably damaging us, and I'm sure it's probably damaging Norman even more being in the front. I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on him, hoping that it kind of like restores his skin a little bit <laughs> and any part of his body that's being like damaged too badly from the cold. You're healing him. He is taking like some damage and you're healing him, but his hands are still frozen. They're not being heated up from the cure wound. Gosh. You're driving your legs now. Both of you, your legs are getting frozen. You cannot take your foot off the gas pedal anymore. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Okay. You're going really fast. The lane is still being formed. Anything you want to do? Can we first? Can I see anything on the horizon? You can see uh, the the flame flickering off. You can see it now, actually, a little bit present. You've traveled. I would say at this point, you've traveled for about a minute. So you've moved like three miles. That I I have to Royce out. I have to. We're gonna freeze to death. No. Oh, uh, well, you're gonna kill Darian doing that. Yeah. Don't. No. Just so you know, since you've already roiced out very recently, uh, the likelihood of you being in control when you do it uh, would be statistically unlikely. But still doable. I'll hold out then. I'll hold out for a bit longer. That's right, because it was at a D- it was at a four last time, so it would be a six this time that I that I have to roll out of a D ten. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say, how you doing? How you doing, Darian? probably better than you and I'm gonna cast cure wounds on him again um, because at the very least I know we need to keep Norman conscious so I'm I'm gonna cast cure wounds again on him do we even know how much damage he's taking Seth? Uh, Norman you've taken so far only 18 cold damage Darian you've taken 24 oh my gosh actually yeah it's very cold in space Okay, I'm less. I'm Man, bloody. Nobody's got burning hands, huh? Jeez. <laughs> no. Oh gosh. Cantrips. You never know when you need them. I have tons of flame stuff, but I am a I am a slug thing. DM. I'm gonna use prestidigitation to just create some flame around my hands. I don't know how long it'll last, because it's enough apparently to start a fire. You start trying to spark it in the palm of your hand, 
and it's lighting up very slightly, but it's not enough to unfreeze your hands. And your foot is stuck on the pedal. You're going, 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 going. You take uh, only 11 damage, uh, Darian, and only 16 damage, Norman. You're going. It's so cold. But you can see basically another minute's gone by. You've gone six miles now. You can see the finish line. You can see that there's like a bubble bug off in the distance about the size of a horse that's like covering this small little area where this little campfire and a figure is sitting. And you can see behind that figure looming in the distance is a large wall. Like a large, just moon rock wall. Like it's like a plateau. It just immediately, the ground where you're on, it goes up a level uh, because there's this vertical straight wall in the distance. And you're going. Any last things you want to do? Man, no freaking way. There's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can do. Um, is, um, okay, there's. There's no hopes for stopping because this is a small, like horse-sized bubble, right? You said. Well, well, no, it's the the bubble bug's a horse size. The the bubble is like a little area. You can see there's a little campfire and somebody's sitting there. Like they have a little space to work in. Yeah, but like, sorry, I I, I need more of like a reference point here, like enough to cover a house. Like... Yeah, enough to cover a house. Wow. Okay, because like, there's no way at this speed, there's no way we're stopping. You're frozen to the bike. <laughs> Like, I'm just gonna go right through the bubble and right out the other side. <laughs> yeah, there's no way we're gonna be able to stop unless we like jump off of the bike, but you're frozen to it. So, good so, point. Uh, you guys <laughs> are moving. Wow, fast. One last time. You've you're you've angled it, and you're you, you can't turn. Do you have any spells? Last spells you want to cast? I'm gonna just presume by your narration, Seth, that Norman just relayed that to Darian. Um, how tall is the wall? You can see this wall is like 300 feet tall. It's massive. It's like 300 feet tall. I can barely speak. I was hoping we could kind of like boom our way It's over. okay. I got this, guys. Let's just head for the bubble. <laughs> you are heading for the bubble. One last time. You're taking damage. You're really feeling cold. Your, body, you, you, your bodies are frozen. You cannot move anymore. It's like you're encased in ice. I think this is where, so haste, after the spell wears off, the creature would take a round of exhaustion. So I'm going to drop haste. Okay. And, ho- and hope that that exhaustion is going to greatly reduce the speed of the bike. Okay, Darian, you drop haste. You can tell the speedometer is coming back to 11. <laughs> you can see it's, it's <laughs> coming back to its normal speeds. Um, so it is slowing down, but you're still going pretty fast, and you're all going to take... Well, Darian, you're going to take uh, 20 damage. Norman, you take 22 damage. I am beyond bloody. I'm, like, extraordinarily... <laughs> I'm, like, slouching in my seat going, this is not going well. Well, you can't sludge because you're frozen in your posture. <laughs> I'm going to count... Hold on, I'm going to cast Cure Wounds again. So some back help for you, Norman, because it's uh, you actually got twenty-one health from the three oh, cure wounds. Okay, wow. I want Norman. I want you to roll a one d one hundred real quick. Okay. Seven. Okay. 
you did not, when you started driving, I was going to give you a very slim chance that where you were pointing and where you were steering towards was like dead on. But since your hands are frozen, you haven't been like turning or anything for the last little bit. You're going to miss the mark. You're not going to hit inside the bubble. <laughs> you're you're going to be off to the left a bit. You are driving by. You all like turn your eyes slightly. <laughs> you, you like can move your heads ever so slightly, but you can't go too far else. Your You've killed us. Out of the air bubble. You see, you're going and you can see a figure in the bubble gets up from their stool because they hear the, the motorbike coming. And you can see it's this large hippo man with this huge like you know beer belly gut with these thin little legs and they're wearing this like cowboy outfit and they have a little cowboy hat and they look at you guys as you're like frozen (laughs) driving over and he unfurls one of his uh well he unfurls his like cloak his overcoat and pulls out into his finger something that looks like a pistol and he points it at you while twirling it real cowboy western style and shoots it and you can see it's a grapple gun and as you start driving by and you're like bye like driving by the grapple gun latches into the bike and it starts arcing wide any last cure wounds you want to do uh I'm gonna... Frick! I'm going to cast one more Cure Wounds to try and keep him padded as possible. Alright, do that. Uh, And then I'm gonna cast the bubble. Uh, I'll let you do one or the other. Okay, um... I think he's gonna pull us in. I think he's pulling us in to help us. (laughs) Oh, right, yeah, the bubble might break the grapple. Um... Uh, yeah, I'm just going to do one more Cure Wounds, hoping that at the very least that Norman will survive. Okay. So, that's another uh, five health for you. Norman, you take only 14 damage. Darian, you take 18 damage. You see, t- you're freezing and freezing. Zippy, you're just kind of like on top as a little worm. <laughs> and... You see he starts like pulling you in and you guys are spinning. He takes out underneath the other side of his overcoat. He pulls out a lasso and he like hog ties the bike as it's like swirling around on another pass. And you can see it, the, the lasso gets caught up in the magical tires and stops him from spinning. So it's like, he like pulls you in to the bubble. And the car, he like, he's like, get off the bike. And he like elbows you guys off and you fall onto the floor. And you can see he just like rips out and like rips up the, the gas pedal, not breaking the bike, but he stops it from moving. And you guys fall to the floor and you're like slowly dethawing. And you see stomp, stomp, stomp. You see a head like peers down the hippo face, scarred and bruised. He like lifts the front of his cowboy hat up and he's like, Oh! Friends of Zippies, I heard of you guys. Impressive work at the Maroga Spire. (laughs) Fan of your work. Where's Zippy, by the way? And where were you guys earlier when I was talking to him? Uh, Whatever, warm up first, we'll talk in a sec. 
And that's where we're going to take a break. Well, hello, my fellow astronauts. Uh, it is me, Seth, here for mid-roll. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I'm going to start up front by saying, you know, we we try to be as scientifically accurate in this show. Um, and I, I still think we've achieved that in this episode, given all the probable <laughs> feedback we're going to get on the guy's plans and how space works, uh, and, and fire and, and air. Um, I want to let everybody know who criticizes us that, uh, you're wrong. Uh, it's my world and my rules. <laughs> and, and, and we're going to just make it even even more accurate in the second half. Um, but I thought it'd be fun here to say, because uh, <laughs> uh, internally, I think once we finished recording this episode, we all kind of looked at each other and were like, what did we just do? But, uh, <laughs> but, but uh, I wanted to open the floor to, to all you cheapskates. If you have a critique of this episode, <laughs> please email it. Or DM us on Twitter about our scientific accuracy with what we pulled off in this episode. Uh, and we will address it in the opening bit of the next episode. So if you got any uh, scientific critiques, we have surprising a surprising number of physicists who listen to our show. Uh, so if any of you have any uh, things you want to share with us, uh, maybe pats on the back are welcome as well with how good we did. Uh then that would be great. So please message us on our social medias, you know, Facebook at Cheaper Dungeon, or sorry, at Cheaper Dungeon on Twitter, uh, Cheaper underscore Dungeon on Instagram. Google us, you'll find us. You can send us a, a thing there, or you can email us at CheaperDungeonCast at gmail.com. Um, let us know, and maybe uh, we'll read your submission in the opening bit for, for next next uh, episode. Uh, we'll see. Um <laughs> but anyways, I'm just I'm just putting the challenge out on the table, okay? Um but other than that, let's get into the real announcements. Uh first off, legend to your patron, Randy. Uh Randy, thank you so much for being a legend to your patron. Thanks to all our patrons. Um but especially thanks to you because you're at the legend here and I am contractually obligated to keep shouting you out until you die. Um so, Randy, uh, here's another one for you. Add it to your bucket. Um, and uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you again. Uh, I feel like I'm getting even... I, I'm sorry, Randy. I, I feel like I'm, I antagonized you a little bit in this one. You're not, you're not a villain who's keeping us locked away, forcing to do these for you. Uh, uh, it's, it's more maybe the other way around. <laughs> Anyways, thank you so much. Um, other updates, uh, please review us on iTunes. I, I, I've said it every every time, 
and I'm going to keep saying it because it's extremely helpful. Uh, it's one of the main ways you can help support the show besides Patreon. Um, if you don't want to become a Patreon, though, I would suggest the $2 tier where you can get into our Discord community where we actually play one-shots with our with our cheapskate patrons. Uh, and we also do, like, Jackbox game nights. And, and you can just hang out with the cast and really cool people. So go check that out at the $2 tier. Or if you want, at higher tiers, you know, you can get full access to download the music we make for the show or our musicals. Um, or bonus episodes and bonus content that we have. We have full one-shots that you can listen to at the $5 tier. So go check it out. Uh, if you want a free community to go hang out, though, and, and, and you don't want to pay any money, I don't blame you, uh, but uh, it helps us a lot. But uh, if you want to have a free community to go hang out in, go to our Reddit. Uh, it's r slash cheaper dungeon, or sorry, r slash cheaper by the dungeon. Why did I forget the by the? Yeah, it's r slash cheaper by the dungeon. I'm in there. Other people are always frequenting there, uh, and we like to discuss the episodes and post memes. It's a fun time, so go check it out. Um, and yeah, uh, and thank you for listening. Obviously, that's the main, main, main way to support us is just listening to the junk we create. Um so thank you for doing that. Uh, next episode that you'll probably want to listen to, if you've listened to this one, uh, it will be up on March 30th. Uh, get excited. We're, we're doing some... Uh, this one ends on a cliffhanger. Doy, because I end every episode on a cliffhanger. But uh, yeah, March 30th, go check it out. It'll be up then. If you're in the future, why what? Why are you listening to the mid-roll skip? Um... So yeah, uh, that, uh, my list, everything should be good. Uh, okay, thank you for listening uh, to to this this one, and I'll catch I'll catch you in the next one. All right, take care, everybody. And we're back, and we're breathing and warming up on the moon. Uh, Darian and Norman, you're still basically like spooning each other on the ground, de-thawing. Uh, Zippy, you've just fallen off as a little larva, um, and you see the hippo man is just in their cowboy getup, just going, "Yeah." So where's it? You guys just come alone? The, the, the bug. Zippy, the bug. <laughs> What? I I gesture with like a frozen hit my good hand towards Zippy Slug. Zuppy. Don't oh, don't uh, he could be a bad guy, Adam. Don't reveal. Oh shit. What about the bug? Bubble bug? Yeah, you guys got a small one. I don't Why why'd you take a small one? So cold. Bring us to the fire, please. Alright, alright. He picks you guys up by your collars and drags you to the fire and places you near it. I don't know why you willingly took a small one. There's tons of bubble bugs in the ground. You could have just dug, dug for a bit and got a pretty good sized one. <laughs> That's great. Hello. Uh, thank you for... <sighs> I, I'm going to sit up. And I'm going to help Darian sit up too. Thank you for saving us as you can imagine. We're pretty cold um my name's norman d this is my good friend darian uh what's your name my name uh, 
is uh, Guntram. Guntram's my name, and uh, assassin business is my game. I'm sure Zippy already briefed you on that and, and everything. And, and who... No, he hasn't briefed us on anything about that. Oh. Well, I don't blame him. I'm just here to do a job, and you guys are doing yours with ammo. So I don't, I don't like to cross wires. Oh, fair, fair enough. Um, well, are, are you going inside the this past this wall anytime soon? No, I'm just camping out here. Since the Flock Sentinel got destroyed, I'm, I'm having to go with Plan B to take out a serial and get the kid. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Uh, well, are, are is everything a court? Is everything on schedule with Plan B? Yeah, well, been up here a week, surviving. I'm waiting till they get all comfortable. They're all still on edge. Last time I scouted. Once they let their guard down, I'll go in. You know, cut the throats, leave, get paid. Uh, and you presume to do that by yourself on your own? Yeah, yeah. So I do it. Uh, you guys should um should have brought a chameleon kid up here. Could have used him again. Right, of course. Yeah. So, so sorry, what, when, when did Z- Zippy meet you? What? What's the relation? Oh, down at like the pad in the like ruins. I met with uh, Zippy, a uh, mohawk helmet dude, and uh, and uh, you know we uh, planned out. Uh, I'm going up here helping the flock since they hired me. And uh, you guys are doing your distribution, whatever stuff. You know, mutually beneficial. That the Mohawk description does that ring any bells for us, Seth? That's the guy with the double glaives that you fought down right. there. Who's okay. moving the crates? Right. That's, uh, that's that's correct. Sorry, the, the, my brain's still thawing a little bit from that. Thank you for the. You stopped us, right? I'm sorry. I. I can't actually see, so I don't quite know how we stopped. Yeah, well, I assumed you guys were coming up here to get your base camp sorted, but uh, sorry, I haven't finished the job yet. <laughs> I'm not usually late, which is uh, pissing me off. Oh, well, don't sweat it. You know, uh, we're all under uh, intense deadlines right now. In fact, uh, we actually had a bit of a hard time uh, getting up here. There was a bit of a kerfuffle. Um so, uh, you know, things things were close. So uh, the timelines are all a little bit jumbled. So, you know, don't be yourself up and take as much time as you need. Oh, yeah. By the way, uh, how did Chameleon Kid do in the Tournament of Ganala? Yeah, I, he needs to give me my bag of Blizzard back because uh, that's the only way I keep my drinks cold. <laughs> uh, as as far as I know, uh, he, he was doing great last we were there. We had to duck out a bit early. Uh, but but as far as we know, he he was doing he looked promising, for sure. Yeah. Well. Anyways, yeah. Sorry, uh, sorry. I guess you gotta go back down or something. Because uh, uh, we're not ready to let you guys take over. But. Yeah. Well, we'll relay that information. But again, you know what? It might actually be best for us to take a rest here first, just because uh, in the, in this current state we're not we're not good to anyone you or anyone else so we first before we do anything else might take a moment to to rest go ahead do your thing 
just out of curiosity, we haven't been out this far before. Have you seen any odd structures nearby? Anything, anything of note, or just a lot of moon rocks? What are you talking about? It's just a glimpse, and then the the uh, what is it? The ruins on the other side. Uh, just out of curiosity, you've never gone into those ruins to explore. Out of boredom, perhaps? No, not for me. I'm not a greeter. I don't go there. I see, I see. That information might be valuable to some other people if you ever had some spare time like you do right now. What? You know, if you ever, while you were waiting for things to calm down in the flock, you know, if I were you, I would go into those ruins and try to find some information. That way, if you ever ran into greeters, who probably frequent here from time to time, you could just sell them that information. I'm not interested in history, and I'm not a librarian. I make my money, uh killing folks, so. You mentioned the ruins outside. I, like, on the opposite side of Glimpse from us, or... Oh, yeah, sorry, Darian, there's a huge wall right there. Yeah, is that what you're referring to? Yeah, once you scale that wall, your bike should be able to do it easily if you're heading that way. Are you guys heading that way? I think we may just, well, things are kind of cooling off in the city and you wrap up what you need to do. Hey, well, good luck. Hey, once you're past that wall, then you're into the dark side, you know. Before we do anything else, um, would you, would you mind just, uh, I'm, I'm a bit, t- again, we're all a little tired, would you mind helping us find a couple more of those uh, blue grubs? Uh, just because, you know, this one here is, is only one. We might, we won't be able to split up. Alright. Sure, I guess I do owe oh, you guys earlier. And he pulls back his overcoat and has his own little bag of holding and he pulls out a shovel and he throws it to you, Norman. Wow, you're going to toss it to the guy with one hand? <laughs> you, you can't... <laughs> I mean, fine. I'd do my best to start digging. Any tips? Just dig deep until you find one. They're usually a little bit of the way down then you find a real juicy one. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm DM, I'm going to try to find two or three. Okay. Just a point of clarification I, it, could you remind me I think I bumped my head a little bit on the way in here is it just cereal you're planning to kill or is it everyone there uh, the flock said you know uh, kill cereal take the kid alright um, could you do me a favor when you do that tell her Darian says hello <laughs> oh boy I don't deliver bloody bullets, but uh, I do owe Zippy one. So, uh, friend of Zippy's, tell Zippy I say debt paid, <laughs> and we're square. Will do. Wow, this is crazy. Interests, interests collide. Holy. Uh, Norman pauses as he's digging when he hears that, but keeps going after a moment's pause there. And I keep digging. Okay. Uh, you dig deep enough, and I won't have you roll because uh, you did so well getting here. <laughs> but you dig deep enough, and you do find there do seem to be some, like, you know, thin tuller- tunnels. And you can see some larger, almost like backpack-sized larvae as you dig. You've dug quite a bit deep. Like, you've been digging for a bit now. And you can all take your, like, short rest if you'd like. Yes, please. Um, <laughs> just a little side note. 
I know you're not making me rest, or I mean, I know you're not making me roll, but I rolled it in, in advance, and we don't have to use this, but I did get a natural 20. And it would be skipped on me. <laughs> you find three juicy bubble bugs yeah! that will strap on you. Their legs will, like, hook around your shoulders and strap on you like a backpack, and it'll give you full body coverage. Amazing. So anyways, uh, you know, I'm not usually interested in uh, other people's business, but... Uh, I gotta say, those ammo pills, they, they sure do seem like something. I'm warming up to the idea. Yeah, they're, they're, they're really something. You know, the, the way that they alter what you can do um, is crazy. Crazier even more is the connection they give you to each other and to uh, like a hive mind. It really is something else. Oh, and I have to, have to ask, how do you do the Baroga Spire? Oh. I mean, that place is, like, heavy security, especially around the Grand Treasure Clue. Um, of, of course we can't tell you that. You know, from professional to professional, I'm sure you understand. Uh, fine. I mean, if we told you, we, you'd have to tell us something that uh, only you knew as well. Want to know how to kill a man in three different ways? All, all, uh, Guntrum originals? Uh... No, it's okay. We have our own ways. Tempting, though. All right. Uh, I, I take a short rest, I guess. You take a short rest, and you guys are just waiting, dethawing, and you feel fully dethawed. You've got your bubble bugs. you got your short rest taken. Zippy, are you still just slugging it up? I'm still slugging it up, but I am listening very carefully. Oh, yeah, by the way, what was with the light show over there? You guys came from there, right? What's Serial doing? Fireworks? Oh, she, uh, they were doing some internal affairs. I think they're still trying to investigate the whole Sentinel thing. I think they're totally chasing down some wrong leads, uh, chasing their own tails, fortunately for us. Yeah. Well, as long as she doesn't come this way too early. Yeah, tell me. And as he says that in the distance, you just see, like a huge bright light. <laughs> And then it fades. Uh. <laughs> Damn. Maybe she's trying to signal somebody back on home. Interesting. What, who's she trying to talk to? I don't know why else you'd be bright, burning so bright. I've looked at the moon for a while prepping for this and never saw lights like that. But I know gazers are uh, tough targets. We've killed a gazer before. No, but I know someone who has. Or at least they said they did. Who is that? Felix. <laughs> you guys probably know him, right? Uh, not really on a personal level. Yeah, well, I wouldn't. Yeah, he, uh, he's a shifty motherfucker. Sounds like it. I feel like to be the top. No greeter, you'd kind of have to be. By the way, how long does Zippy's um, animal last? I think it's eight hours. Yeah, so he's still good. Okay. Well, I love the company if you guys want to stay a while. I'm going to be here probably for another two days before I make my move. Want to play cards? Or like like a, an improv game? <laughs> or, uh, I don't know, something to pass the time? Uh, 
maybe in a bit, you know, while we have the time and we had a little bit of a short rest, maybe, I mean, I'm going to look at Darren and realize he can't look at me and I'm going to say, um, Darren and I, you know, uh, if we have some time as well, we are quite curious individuals. We might go explore those ruins. Um, if it's all the same to you, maybe we can come back here and rendezvous after a day or so. Yeah, well, if it helps you figure out anything with that grand treasure clue you stole, <laughs> good luck. All right. I don't really buy the grand treasure stuff, though. Uh, Seems like a fool's quest. Uh, you know, when uh, these pills are in such a bound, really makes you wonder if the, the treasures are even any kind of advantage at all anyway. So I see where you're coming from. Damn straight. Okay, well, we'll, we'll see you soon, Guntram. And, uh, you know, stay safe and camp well. Norman, is, is the bike still working? Ooh, well, let me see. I inspect it. You inspect it, and it seems like it's still functional. Well, thank you for, um, you know, thank you for lending a hand back there and keeping us alive, and I appreciate um, you passing along that message for me. Likewise. Make sure Zuby gets it. <laughs> Will do. You know, I'm sure, I'm sure there's a part of him that already knows. Oh, and uh, one thing. Uh, be mindful of the lights over there. I hear they help. They help. Yeah. Guide you to the city. Get you there. But uh, if you see, uh, you know, two or three more in a row, maybe be wary. Mindful. I heard all those crystals. You know, they can help open the way. But uh, some are uh, attached to living beings. So just be careful which ones you hit. I'm going to remember that, Guntram. Thank you for the advice. Appreciate it. You ever seen anything else weird over there? I've never been. Just heard stories. Alright. Any other stories to note? Personally? Uh, man, I don't know how much time you got. <laughs> <laughs> I meant about the, the dark side of the moon. Oh, uh... No, just that, uh, you know... Ruins, big city. Lights, uh... People usually come back there either satisfied or... Or really sad, <laughs> apparently. That's the rumor goes. Well, I appreciate it. Let's, uh, let's get out of here, Norman. Let's get moving. Okay. Gundrum, see you soon. See ya. I'll, I'll get the cards ready for when you get back. I'll, st- I'll just play some solitaire for now. <laughs> get ready to lose some goldfish. <laughs> I mean, go fish, not goldfish. What an idiot. <laughs> you, p- you pick up the bike, pick up Slug Zippy, you get on, you're all dethawed. You strap on your bubble bug backpacks, and you got one to spare, because Zippy's right now his own bubble bug. I named mm-hmm. mine Bugle, right off the hop. <laughs> All right. Darren, any names? Uh, Bagel. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> For a split second, I thought you were going to say, backpack. <laughs> I thought bag, about bag, it. Bag, uh, bag. A bag. It's a bag. Bag pack. Um, <laughs> and you rev the engine, and you... Go, and you're driving, and the wall is coming closer, and it's like a vertical wall, and you're going, and you're going. How are you going to scale this? You're just going to try and, like, drive up it with the low gravity and use the traction? 100% yes, but I'm but no, I'm going to... No. Why not? I just figured we had some issues driving full force into things on the last time around. I figured we want to, like, test it, but, I mean, hey, you're driving. I'm blind. I have no idea. I'm just going to say to him... 
We're, we're coming up on the wall. And we're, we're going to try to lean back as we get up onto it to, to get some traction up it. You pop a wheelie just before and and you kind of hit the wall and your tires kind of sink in and the shock from it but then you can feel and hear just like it's like crushing up the gravel and you're scoing up amazing you're driving up the wall because i'm so experienced in this kind of thing you're scaling it and scaling it and you look behind and you can see again in the distance another flash of light most likely from serial potentially chasing down crit and you see you scale the wall and you're floating over the edge and you land on the top and it's just more plain gray lunar surface and you drive anything you want to say to each other zip you want to unbubble bug or are you going to stay in it if i unbubble bug like i I think I'm screwed, right? No, I have a bug my own. one for you. I want to be cold. <laughs> the bubble helps. <laughs> It'll cover your whole body. Yeah, yeah. but that quick transition. <laughs> it's, it's like going from the shower to the towel. <laughs> <laughs> That's too real. <laughs> when you first open the, the shower and the cold air comes inside, you're like... <laughs> um, yeah, I'll... I'll if if Norman's gesturing or whoever's gesturing uh, to like ready to give me the backpack, then I will. Yeah, I'm I'm actually gonna stop. Like as maybe maybe once we've traveled like a thousand feet, oh, like onto this plane, I'm gonna slow down, come to a, a calm stop, and I'm gonna get off the bike for a moment and let Zippy do his thing. Uh, wait, you ready with that backpack? I don't want to be cold. I got you zip, right here. Um, so yeah, I I unbubble bug, then I quickly strap on the backpack. Okay, ah! you go. get it, and you're you're warm again. But it was cold. It was a little <laughs> nippy at Zippy's tippy toes. It's me, Zippy Westboro. Hope he didn't hear that. And you're on the bike. Okay, hold on. I don't get on the bike yet. I I do. Bye. <laughs> I I take a moment. And I'm trying to control my breathing. And I'm going to turn to Darian. And I'm going to say, Darian, this is not going to be an easy thing for you to hear. And I do not want to come across as callous. But these people need someone like Serial to watch over them. Following the sound, Darian's going to stare back towards Norman. And say, Norman, this may sound callous, but the bitch can die for all I care. But what about the people in her care? What would you say to them? They're not my concern. Damn. Darian, you don't mean that. Think think about what you're saying. Th- th- that, that boy, that you tripped up when we first got here. Crit. Uh, that uh, puppet. All, all the people, even that slime guy. Uh, whatever his name was. Norman. No, no, that wasn't his name. It was something else. No. Norman, don't pretend like you care any more than I do. You left You left Crit to die by Sariel's hand as he tried to escape with the boy. Were you chomping at the bit to go rescue them? 
No. I left to keep you. You ran away too. Back to us, and we left. I left your to priorities give are us in your chance. actions, not in your words. And we're all here, so clearly they're not our concern. My pr- primary concern is keeping us alive, and so is mine. But what you're doing? Let's find these ruins, find the clues, and get back to save our friends who we left to die. Darian, what you're You're edging onto something that is not like you. We can't save everyone, Norman. I'm going to pause a moment. So pick who it's going to be. You know, you sound a lot like a fish I used to know right now. Well, maybe that fish was smarter than I realized. Darian. He was cunning. There was wisdom in some of the things he said. And he certainly had life experience, but... You know this is not the kind of man that would rule the Feywild. All the rulers of the Feywild have done at this point is to get everyone else killed. So why would I want to be like one of them? Well, you're on your way. I don't believe so. Or you know what? No, you're right. Some will die. Because that's the world we live in, Norman. And I'm tired of accepting a fairy tale that nobody will. Or that we can magically save everyone. Because you know what? We can't. And I'm tired of... I'm tired of the disappointment of trying to believe that's true. Well, Darian, you can believe whatever you want. But... Deny it all... But deny it all you want. There is a difference in recognizing your own limitations and then condemning people to death. And when you encourage someone like Guntram back there to further pursue their goals to kill someone who's protecting hollow people, you just have to know, as a friend, I'm letting you know, if I can stop that from happening, I will. What has she done to protect us, Norman? Nothing. And if anything, she's only taken from us. So why should I give a rat's ass about the fate of that woman? I'm not condemning the rest of them to death. That's their choice to make, too. But don't you see? The dominoes of your the dominoes of your decisions would do that. I can only be responsible for my own actions. I can't be responsible for everyone else's. And apparently the consequences are of no merit to us either. Not for, Forgive the pun, but we don't see eye to eye on this. No, I don't think we do. But I know I'm going to be here to protect you and Zippy as best I can in my current state. Because right now, you're the only ones I really care about and have a chance to even maybe protect. Or, in fact, even care to. So let's get on the bike, let's get to those ruins. And let's get off this godforsaken rock. Well, I hope your eyesight is restored in more ways than one. And I get on the bike. <coughs> uh, wait, you gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. Oh, boy. No, uh, Zippy, Zippy's just, just 
<laughs> no, I, I like that. I really like. Oh man, that's funny. Wow, that was great. <laughs> no, Zippy just coughs and uh, doesn't say anything. He's kind of like white knuckling the steering wheel here. But uh, this is, uh, I think Zippy Zippy said what he thought about everything before we started this, like when we got on the moon, and nothing's really changed in his mind. Uh. More pragmatically, Zippy, great move staying in your slug shape. Very good of you to, I mean, I can't believe I almost ratted you out. <laughs> um, yeah, that was the close one. I gave you a little pinch on the knee, if you remember. You might not have uh, felt oh. it. You were frozen. Yes, no, I, I appreciate that. That would have been, like, literally disastrous for us. Um, yeah, so, but so it, seems my, it seems the person portraying me is getting... All over the place, and I, when this moon is done, I think that's what I want to explore next. Honestly, if it coincides with what happens here, um, DM, based on that conversation, and if we don't know this, like that's totally fine. But and I, I just may have missed this. Like, can we pick up from that conversation with Guntram? Like he's helping the flock, and we're working with Z- quote unquote Zippy. But it, do, do we have a connection? Have we learned of a connection between Zippy, like the fake Zippy and the flock? Or is it just like two professionals kind of sharing a tent kind of thing? From what you can infer, you can see that for some reason, the flock and the ammo company have some sort of uh, collaboration happening. To some degree. To some degree. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to say that. I'm going to say... That that might not be a bad move, but it's another it's another thing to keep in mind that the flock is involved in this as well. So we're kind of the rope is burning on both ends, so to speak. It seems like it's all going to converge on something sooner or later, and we're going to be in the thick of it. So we should all just pull together, right? Let's let's all just keep our smiles on and trudge forward. I guess over here, Darian. <laughs> <laughs> So who is gonna drive? And <laughs> Me? There's yeah. no question. I'm the I popped pretty sick wheelie. I did pop a pop a pretty sick wheelie back there. You know what? Yeah, you guys, cool. You can drive. You hop onto the bike, and you start revving the engine again, warming it up, and you start driving again. You can see as you keep driving, the light around you starts fading and fading fading until you can see it's getting darker and darker ahead of you on the surface of the moon luckily there's a little button that says you know front light and you click it and a little headlight lamp shines out from the front of the bike and you are now on the dark side of the moon and it's all black you can see the, the lunar surface around you. Even with your dark vision, you can see a little bit around you. But for the most part, it's just pitch black. And as you're driving, you notice up ahead, coming, is this like tall, like four-foot, bright, white little... It's like a little firefly in the distance, but it's, it's growing out of the ground. It's this bright white crystal. It has some magical energy coming off it. For continuity's sake, can we just assume that when, Seth, you're giving descriptions of things, 
that, yes, everybody's that's yes, some, everybody well, that's somebody's it, yeah, yeah. yeah relaying it to somebody. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, oh yeah, because he <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm he's like blind. we've yeah. been doing that for the past three seasons, Connor. <laughs> but I guess <laughs> things have changed. Um, Zippy, remember what that hippo said to. If it's one light, it's safe. If there's multiple, to keep a distance. That one looks like a good one, then. Okay, just still play it safe, still. They're guiding us. All right, we'll turn this to level nine engine. Ooh. <laughs> we can go quicker. Careful, I, I didn't know. cast lane, so just watch the road. All right, you're getting closer and closer to the crystal, and you pull up to it. It just seems to be there emanating what do you want to do do you want to touch it maybe it'll maybe it'll cure your blindness already darian touch it what else do you have to lose hold on my life hold on yeah i'm, I'm going to use my wand of detect magic and i want us to see if i can pick up anything in particular like if it's like a conjuration or an illusion magic or you detect magic, and you can tell that the magic from this is a, an incredibly basic level of magic that seems to be just kind of like a switch. It's not an illusion. It's not anything. But when you hit it, it sends like a signal of magic out. You can tell. It's, it's kind of like a radio tower almost to maybe other crystals. But you can tell it is activated on contact. Ew, this bug is tickling me. Can someone poke it? Hey, well, by the way, what would you name it? I don't name these things. They're just animals. <laughs> oh, I, I tap it. <laughs> okay, knock it, knock that off. Mm, Seth, I'm gonna do a little jig uh, where I'm standing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to see that if I shake the bug up enough, I wonder if they glow. Shake, shake, shake. Like a, glow a little bit brighter blue starts like emanating from your back and then you notice on your back a thick blue liquid starts like dripping down you probably made it urinate <laughs> well it may not but be... it does glow a little bit brighter <laughs> shake what your mama gave you everyone <laughs> we're all just twerking on the moon <laughs> <laughs> it provides a slightly more illuminescent area around you but ever so slightly darian's like why is there oh, my back getting warmer oh we're just we're just putting some hot water on you <laughs> keep shaking darren keep shaking <laughs> feel very cozy <laughs> good good all right um okay so norman uh as you're shaking and twerking you accidentally twerk and your rapier that's sticking out from your belt uh accidentally hits the crystal and you see the crystal just shines bright for a moment before going back to its resting state. And the earth around you on the moon. The earth on the moon? What? Uh, no, the, the, the moon dust uh, around you starts to shift. And you can see all of a sudden, it's like a piece of the land is just lowering. And you see before you a ramp that leads down into a dark tunnel. But in this tunnel, you can also see another crystal. And it goes down. Yeah. Looks perfect for driving on. 
Hmm, I wonder if he's implying something. I'd much rather mm. walk this. How about you guys? <laughs> Same. Uh, <laughs> I don't think walking's no. really going to be my forte right now. Yeah, let's take the bike. No, I, You're doing great. I'm going to take the bike and continue onward, DM. You start going down cautiously, and you get down to the bottom, and the crystal's there. What do you want to do? I use poke it, Norman. It'll light the path to the next one. I use mage hand to smack it. Smack. The wall that's in front of you starts shifting and shaping, and you can see it's a path. It's like a curving hallway, and you can tell there's a glowing emanating from down the hallway. Uh, I follow that way, but are we in like a, a cave now? Like, are there there's a roof ahead? Yeah, it's it's a cave now. Okay, well, I'm gonna just take it pretty slow in case we come across like a thin beam that like we could fall like any pits that come on our left or right. But I'm gonna head towards the next crystal. All right, you descend oh, into the cave. I don't like this. And you're turning slowly, and you see another crystal in a square-shaped room at the end of this uh, tunnel. From 30 feet away, I want to hit that crystal. Okay. As you're coming up on it, you slap it. And it seems like it starts descending like an elevator. Darian, keep your ears open. If if you can do one thing for us, is listen for any danger, because this is getting a little spooky. I'll do my best, Zip. And I'm going to focus real hard <laughs> on listening. Getting the Deadpool. I mean, not, not Deadpool. Daredevil? Uh, Daredevil vibes here. <laughs> you enter in the room as it's slowly descending. You just get on, drop a little bit, and you can see it's lowering and lowering. And then lowering, and the walls start getting farther apart until whoo, it descends, and you can see in front of you a wide open, just like chasmous area. And you see you're just descending, and it seems so large. And there's a bridge in the middle of it, and the elevator stops at the bridge. And on the right side, sticking up out of the bridge, is a white crystal. Bridges just give me bad vibes, guys. Like they could fall. Yeah, I don't like bridges. Ooh. Nothing good ever happens on a bridge. Don't cross me, is kind of what they're saying. <laughs> Sorry. Um, well, what do we do, guys? We cross? Because the, the crystal's in the middle of the bridge? Or at the end, DM? Sorry. It's like arcing off the side oh, of it. It's I a see. very thin bridge. Like, it can just fit your bike. <laughs> Let's take it slow. Yeah. Okay. And too so- slow. It's hard to balance if you go too slow. Don't worry, Darian, we're on a nice big bridge. Are you sure? There's a lot of bounce here. Is this is this being held up by rope right now? Are we it's a suspension. A it's a, a suspension in the tires, Darian. There's butterflies everywhere holding up the bridge. Oh, yeah, and the bridge is super <laughs> low to the ground. It's like, you know, it's more just for looks than anything. It's like a curb. Norman, if we if we tell him what this actually is, he's going to freak out. He, he would piss no, himself, I'm... not even the bugs, you know. Because. You know I'm in the middle here, right? Like you're talking through me. <laughs> oh, right. Shut up, you. <laughs> <laughs> Ignore. <laughs> Stop eavesdropping. Um. I, uh. <laughs> you drive up slowly across the bridge, and the crystal is just at the end. You can see it's like the bridge ends just midair, um, and it's a far drop down. You can't see the bottom. 
But uh, yeah, there's the crystal behind you, or just to the se- uh, to the right of you. Did we take any more bugs than the ones we have? Nope. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to quickly use a cantrip to produce the flame. And I'm just going to drop it over the edge to see what it looks like down. You drop it. And it's like flickering. And it's like flickering because of the cold. But you can see just before it goes out, there's these large legs. You see it's this large leg. It's almost elephant-like, like it doesn't have feet. It has this kind of hoof bottom. Uh, but it's this large just thigh and calf, and they're extremely muscular and purplish skin color. But the thigh where you'd expect it to dip into the hip, uh, it just goes into the stone floor below. It just goes right in there. Oh my god, what if we're lighting up teeth? Oh my god. This this leg, does it look anything like the the walking second grand treasure? No, because that was like a wooden mechanical okay, leg. Cool. But like similar size? Like it's huge? N- bigger than that. Oh! <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, wait, is, is, is it like laying down or is it standing up? You can't really tell from the size. It, you just saw a little bit of the leg, but it seems to be... The leg uh, is laying, is like on the ground, though. It's not like... Yeah, it's like on its side. It's not like I see like a, a, a cankle beside me or something, right? No, but it's large. Do either of you have the light cantrip? You know, that would be such a good thing, but no. I don't think I do. Um, I, I, I relay that information back, back to them and be like, guys... I think I saw something down there. Like, something weird. It's probably <laughs> best if we just keep moving. But we have to hit the Okay, slip. let's maybe be a bit more quiet. I'm gonna, like, lightly... I don't want to die on the moon. <laughs> With my... I don't want to die on the moon. <laughs> With my mage hand, I'm gonna lightly tap the crystal. It's his teeth. It's his teeth. I know it. The crystals are the teeth. You see the bridge behind you starts disappearing. And it starts disappearing and it's coming up to you guys. You guys are now strapped on a little island in the floating in the sky here. And But then all of a sudden the bridge starts building in front of you as behind you it's disappearing. Zippy accelerate. Uh... All right, well, let's move along while it builds in front of us. Go. Yeah. It's building slower at first, and it's disappearing behind you. And you're going slower, but it starts picking up pace, so you're having to throttle a little bit more. Hey, Zip, we're running out of bridge here. I- I'm, I'm going. It can only... And you're just going. This chasm doesn't seem to have an end yet, and you're just still having to pick up the pace to match the bridge. Darren, everything's good, buddy. We're, we're just taking a pleasure cruise. <laughs> Do we, do we need to go faster? I can use haste again. Quiet. No, no. Too fast would ruin No, we're going the perfect speed. And you see the the bridge is being like the dirt that's being pulled to make it is coming from the sides of the walls on the very far edges. So they're just, it seems like it's just coming out of the black. And then all of a sudden, one of the pieces that's being pulled in to build the bridge, a crystal on the left. Hit it. Who's going to drive by swing? Oh, Norman, yeah, hit it. Yeah, Mayjan, hit it. 
slap, and you're going faster and faster, and you can see it's still building. It's continuing to build. A crystal on the right. Boom. Norman. Yeah. Slam, and going faster and faster. At this point, I'm not even moving the Maytian. I just dispel and open it again where I need it to be. All right. And you see in front of you three crystals. It's like you're coming up on a wall. Three crystals, left, right, middle. Are there any other crystals that we can see? No, and just below those crystals, you see the flat wall actually kind of has this bulging half dome coming out with a little doorway in the center. It's like a little slit passageway, a very thin corridor. Okay, Norman, I have an idea. There's either two there's two options. Either one of them okay. the right one or they all are and we have to hit them at the same time. Or none of them. Didn't Buddy say to avoid clusters of crystals? We have no choice. There are no other crystals. We're going to run out of road. Well, you said the bridge is building into a narrow doorway, right? Maybe we just got to have faith and hope the doorway opens before the bridge collapses. Let's do it. (laughs) You guys dodge the crystals. And you can see you go in the room and you're like the light from your headlamp is shining in. You can see it's kind of hollow on the inside and you can see the light from your headlamp and the light from your slime just illuminating around you. You see lots of unlit crystals in this like thin space. Like once you're inside the doorway, you can see it's like all the walls are lining with these crystals and you can see it's like you can feel like air as if something's breathing and you come out the other side and the bridge is still building. (laughs) Oh man, I'm so scared. And we're going to enter a skill challenge now. Oh, man. Was that the right choice? I sing a song. I sing a song to Zippy first. I sing, Zippy, you got this. Ride, ride, ride. Let it ride. And that's all we can (laughs) use of that. (laughs) Uh, But for skill challenges, you guys will tell me what skills you want to use and describe how you're going to use it to meet the bar. We're going to do it, like, you know, one at a time. Like, Zippy will take a certain situation. Norman will take another. And Darian will, unfortunately, have to take one as well. Uh, And (laughs) it it will most likely always have disadvantage for Darian. Sorry. Um, But the bar for passing at each stage will get harder and harder. We ready? Yeah. No. (laughs) You each have a point of inspiration, okay? You go out the other side of this thin wall that you just zipped through that it was a very thin hallway that you drove through with the crystal room but now you're on the other side and you can see you're back into the chasm and as you're looking around you can see more just formations of clusters of of crystals are shining on all the walls of the on the far edges of this chasm and you can see there's like these almost kind of half buzzsaw looking discs that are coming out of the walls they're just like it's like a quesadilla almost but the cheese is crystals and you can see that these discs that are coming out of the walls they always come in pairs like they're two pancakes smushed together like the quesadilla I guess Uh, but on the rims of these circles you see that they're just lined with these unlit crystals but the bridge before you keeps forming and one of the crystals from the sides just not touching one of the discs from the walls just comes flying out and gets built into the bridge and starts to glow. And it's about 15 feet away from you. Norman, how are you going to handle this? Mage hand. Boom. All right. Make an arcana, or arcana then? Okay, yeah, sure. All right, roll. 14. 
All right, 14, good enough, slap. The bridge keeps building um, and you're going and you see you're turning into this wall that has lots of random clusters of crystals and you're going into a very thin chasm, but it's very tall and there's lots of clusters of crystals on the wall. Um, you are driving in and you can see some legs. You see a leg before you enter in is just kind of like resting on the wall. It's like its leg is up and it's massive. And you can see it's just this big kind of like elephant-like leg um, on on the side of the wall as you go into this thin chasm where there's lots of random crystals around you. Zippy, you're driving, keeping up with the bridge. But then you see in front of you the bridge is slowing down. It's stopping building. Quickly, you have to react. There are five crystals around you. One on your left. One on your right. One at your upper left. One at your lower right. And one straight away. Uh, but it's about 20 feet away. Those are the ones in your immediate vicinity. Please choose one of the five. And I have to hit it? Yes. With what? I haven't been hitting it with things. Figure it out. You're the first one to react to it. Norman won't have time. You're in front. Uh, wow. Okay. Uh, I'm just. I'm going to. So it's right. It's we're running out of road, and it's just like I have to choose a crystal quickly. Yeah. Um, this is horrifying. Uh, I, I'm just going to uh, produce flame again and just go for the. I'm just gonna throw it at the one furthest away because it looks like the hardest one to do. That must be the right okay. one. Okay. You throw it and it's flickering and flickering. Please make an arcana check. Oh, man. You have an inspiration. Or, or I'll let you make a dexterity or, or whatever you can reason with me. Well, it's a spell, so it's a wisdom wisdom check. Alright. Wisdom. Fool. <laughs> 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 oh, yes! <laughs> I got a 27. Sick. Okay. You hit it with your produce flame just barely before it goes out with the cold. And you see a slamming wall. It's like the chasm, the whole chasm, a giant wall just closes off the small passageway before you. And you can see it's an immediate turn to the left. You go drifting and driving through this brief, short, narrow hallway and then you can see you are back out in the chasm, the large uh, room that you were in before uh, driving down the middle bridge through it, but now you can see you're actually on the wall. You're you're driving right along the wall and you can see one of these half discs just looming out the side of the wall in front of you and the bridge is going right for it and you can see there's another crystalline formation. One, two, three, four four crystals all lit up and just arcing over this bulge that comes out uh, with a doorway slot in it but you can see that this doorway slot is actually just closed right now so you will have to pick one of the crystals we've got left, top left top right and right to choose from and Norman you're going to be the one to pick I'm going to pick the one on the right you don't have to roll to hit this one because you're coming right up on it and you see you can see instead of the doorway lifting up and opening the passageway it flips around showing this not crystalline but the white 
kind of color, but it's liquid with this black liquid center. It kind of looks like a pupil in this bulging out eye of stone. And you can see the stone starts to rotate and the crystals that are lining it, almost like it's eyebrow or eyelashes or something, uh, are moving with the stone that's just rotating. And you just hear... just a loud noise oh no as you see you look over the edge from this bridge that's connected to the wall that you're driving on and you can see just below you (laughs) slamming out causing a huge dust cloud is this large purple elephant like leg that comes slamming out. You can see it's connected just below this kind of bulbous eye. This being then, you see this one leg push itself as this disc that was just half pointing out now fully comes out. And you can see the full rim of this completely circular, thin, disc-like being is just, the edges, the rim is just serrated with crystals that are now lighting up. And you can see it just comes rotating out and just digging in. And the leg goes rotating with it. You can see there's one other leg on the other side. So this disc being looks like, to the best I can describe it, it's this large disc. It's like two pancakes smushed together with the rim having these two serrated edges of crystals. But you can actually see through it, through the middle. It's like a quesadilla with no cheese. But you look through the middle and you can see there's the walls that are just lined with crystals as you were in before. But uh, this disc being is connected from the two bulges points that you entered in on, which seem to be its eyes. Uh, And there's a thin bridge constantly in between those that is kind of joining the two pancakes. And you can see on one side, there is the, the leg that's connected near the center of it to rotate it. And there's another leg on the other side. It's completely disc-like moon being. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) You see that the bridge before you has been cut off by this being that's just rotating out of the wall now and digging in. You have no choice but to wheel it up, jump on, and using the low gravity that's in this room, uh, use the traction and start riding on the side of this giant moving disc. And you're kind of riding on the side, matching the speed of it now because, like, it's moving clockwise and you're moving counterclockwise. So you're kind of actually, like, driving down right now so that you don't go flying around or anything. So you're driving straight down uh, while it's rotating clockwise and you're driving counterclockwise. And you can see just above you, 50 feet in the air, you notice, ding, 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 there is a crystal that's kind of floating on this Minecraft dirt block as you are crossing this giant chasm as room um, and you see it just floating up there so Darian how are you going to help these gang get up there better <clears throat> uh, <laughs> uh... <laughs> come on Darian figure it out you do have an inspiration <laughs> figure it out I know. Um, I'm just going to go on a presumption to assume somebody described the crystal being too far away. Um, so I'm going to say, I'm going to try this actually. Um, 
Norman, give me the direction of the crystal and a degree for its elevation. Uh, what? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll say, yeah, it's, I, I, I tell him based on how, like, what I see. Like west, 30 degrees or something. Well, it's north, like, I'd say 45 above us. 45 degrees up. I'm going to take out the black, is that, I'm going to just assume it's accurate, uh, and I'm going to take out the black bow, and uh, I'm going to take a shot. Uh, exactly where he directed me to. Aw, DM, can I use Thaumaturgy to make, like, a ping sound come from it? Sure. Ping! Hit the bell! Ping! And I'm gonna turn and take a shot. Shot, shot, Are you imposing anything on me? Uh, I'll have you roll with disadvantage, yeah. You're not used to being blind, and you're not used to working off sound. This is his first, like, rodeo out in the... Like, this is the first thing he's done, I think. It's like Beast Wars when they lose their powers, and they have to use, like, their radar vision. (laughs) Friggin, that? friggin, um, disadvantage. Um, actually, I'm gonna use the inspiration and I'm gonna cancel it out. Go with my first roll. Okay. Uh, so that's a 17. All right, good enough. <laughs> you hear the ding? Ching! You shoot your bow and you hit it, and you can see from where that crystal is, a bridge is forming from it, leading a different way past. Um, away from the the disc being that you're on, and it's building away, so you just need to get up to it. Zippy, your turn. How are you going to get up there and get on the bridge? <clears throat> are there any, like, ramps or anything? It's just this... It's no, forming it's just, it? like, a disc. Like, y- it would be from the disc to the bridge if you drove upwards to match its height. Uh, it would be a 10-foot gap. Mm. But the disc is moving quick. It... <laughs> Should I have just used like, haste um, again? <laughs> I'm gonna just try to find a a rock that's rampy enough and just aim for it to get up oh, onto this disc amazing. thing. All right, roll dexterity. <laughs> just or, not, or or acrobatics or athletics, whatever you think is good for your car. You got the zip. You got it. Uh, yeah, I'll do acrobatics. There and hold on. All right. Ooh, you that's have inspiration. An that's a 14. That's a 14? Good act- enough, good enough. Woo! You are driving. You quickly drift and pivot and start driving up the disc being, having to turn slightly to the right to match its rotation. And you get to a point and you see there's like a small rock, probably like wart coming off this thing and you backflip off it. And with the zero gravity, you have enough air time to like rotate it around it land on the bridge and you're going but now you can see because this one's rotating so many more are rotating so many more are like you can see legs are lighting up and crystals are just being lit up everywhere as legs are kicking off the walls spinning their giant disc selves around and you're driving on this thin bridge that's forming and rebuilding and you're going through and you can see that now that you're in this giant, basically, alleyway of disc beams going from left to right, some straight down the middle, you can see other crystals are being activated and multiple bridges are being formed all around you, going in all these different directions, these just moon dirt bridges. Uh, And you can see one comes from the side and slams into yours, 
breaking the path in front of you and quickly goes by and hits the wall and is digging and buzzsawing into the wall. And you guys are flying in the low gravity. So you got to maneuver, dodge these discs and, and find the gap to land on one of these bridges. Darian, how are you going to help? Um... <laughs> me man um so i'm gonna use my peak physical athletics to help like shift our weight um so we can try and like uh like try and help like zippy with his control to get us to stop in that gap uh what, do, is that gonna be a disadvantage because i'm just yeah. Even just using my or, body? Actually, no, if you're doing that, that's fine. Okay, awesome. Uh, well, that's not at disadvantage, 26. Okay, you go flying through the air, shifting your weight, using the gravity to your advantage, and you land on one of the bridges, and you're just zooming, just zooming hard. But all of a sudden, the rumbling and a disc comes out of nowhere and smashes into your bridge just behind you as you hit the throttle and are accelerating just to get past it and the bridge kind of is starting to disintegrate but with the back tire just getting off from the from the bridge that's collapsing behind you you kind of lose balance a little bit sippy and you like lose control for a sec and the bike is just grinding now kind of like a skateboard on a rail it tilted slightly and now you're grinding on this disintegrating dirt bridge you gotta recover somehow and Norman how are you gonna help them do it I wanna cast calm emotions on Zippy so that he drives calm on both of us so that we stay so we don't panic and we keep going Darian's still in the middle just like "Ah!" (laughs) does that make sense (laughs) yeah totally Cool. I cast calm emotions. It doesn't control me, but I'm just going to close my eyes and cast calm emotions so that we, you know, we don't lose balance or anything. 24. Good enough. Zippy, you land and you're kind of startled and a little bit freaking out because you're like, Darian, stop squeezing so tight. <laughs> and you get calmed down from Norman real quick with his spell that you're like, whoa. And it's like time slows down as Zippy, this is exactly what you needed to get in the driving zone. And you, you like, pick yourself up because it's, like, low gravity. You, like, shift your weight up, and it shifts the bike up a little, and you land your two wheels back on the bridge, and you're driving. And you see a disc is coming from the side, and it's rotating. It's going to destroy the bridge. But with your calm senses now, you see a new bridge is forming just uh, behind it, and you, like, jump from one bridge to the next as the disc is rolling and destroys your, your bridge that you were on. You're dodging and bobbing, weaving, hopping from bridge to bridge as these giant discs are just rolling through. It's like a bowling alley, just all these obstacles. Um, And you can see a doorway at the end. It's like a flat wall. It's not a wall like one of the discs. It's an actual wall with an actual elaborate doorway with a ramp and stairs leading up. And you can see multiple bridges are kind of driving by, but none are directly connecting to it. And you're kind of hopping from one to the next to the next. Uh, using the zero gravity, uh, well, not zero gravity, the low gravity to maneuver, and you land, and you're going up as you leave the alley of the the rolling disc, and you're going up and 
you can see you're no longer in a cave. You're back on the moon's surface, and you land. But as you're driving, you can still feel rumbling, but you think it's just from below you. But way off in the distance behind, you see a flash of light, a flash of gazer light, way off, and and it illuminates the entire dark side in front of you for a moment. And you can see there's these disc beings rolling by you like buzz saws through the earth. There's basically a bunch of buzz saws that are rolling around now. Zippy, how are you going to dodge two buzz saws that are coming to just smash you in between them? There's just two spinning blades rotating and they're coming from either side of you. How are you going to dodge this? Um, I'm going to produce some air behind us I'm going to use gust of wind behind us to uh, kind of make us do like a Tokyo drift around okay to just barely squeak by you Tokyo drift please roll what should I roll on that one whatever you want whatever you can convince me of um I'm just gonna say animal handling because this thing's a beast I, I I suppose because you're tapping into its beast nature to figure out its trajectory. Really? Okay. Um, I rolled. <laughs> so I got a nine, but it was a nat one uh, DM. Okay. But it turned up uh, plus eight. Okay, Zippy, you go to drift and like use the speed and the drift just to get past them, but unfortunately you drift too early. And you're right in the line of sights of the two buzzsaw discs that are just coming. You can see their legs, like, pushing off of the ground and, like, arcing up out of the air and then slamming back into the ground again as they get more traction to push and dig even further. The two buzzsaws are closing in. They're going to smash and grind up all of you and the bike. Darian, what do you want to do? Um... Darian will just ask quick because he hears all the teeth and the whirring and the destruction. I'll say like, Zippy, do you need the bubble? Uh, I, I mean, I, I think anything would help at this point. It's getting freaky. Then Darian, without <laughs> giving it another thought, is going to activate the bubble shield to try and protect us from these whirring buzz, buzz saw, lip, mouth, mob things, whatever the heck's going on now. <laughs> uh, roll, roll, whatever you want. <laughs> cool. I'm gonna say... I'll say dex, because I did it as more of like a reaction. And I'm like, you know, whipping it around to activate the cloak. Okay. Uh, but that's going to be a 14. <laughs> okay. The two buzzsaws are coming in from either side. You whip the bubble cloak around you just as their rimmed crystals start grinding down on you. But you just do the bubble cloak a little too late, and one of the crystals gets lodged in, but the bubble cloak crashes off of it. So the crystal gets stuck in the bubble with you guys, and you each take 15 damage. And you just hear, you're all basically hugging and bleeding because this crystal pierced you, and you're all in this very tight enclosed space. But you're all there safe as you just hear as it's like grinding on the cloak. And you're all just ah! 
everything's just shaking, quaking. And then you're just staying in there holding on and then you feel the buzzsaws pass and start going off in either direction. And you can start hearing all the other buzzsaws that were coming out of the ground going off in their own directions. And the bubble cloak comes undone. And you can notice and see the tracks of these things in the moon dirt. But you're just sitting there. And that is the end of the skill challenge. Wow. How did I do, guys? That was pretty whack. Look, I didn't see a lot. Oh my gosh. But I could tell that that was wild. This is why... This is why we're never going to go to a moon again. I slam my hand on Darian's shoulder from behind and I say, Good timing with the bubble. That was perfectly timed. Wow. Yeah, are you sure those things don't work? That was perfect, Darian. The, the, I don't, I don't think, I don't know what you mean, Zippy, but I, thanks. <laughs> DM, I want to look back to see if Serial... Any, I know it's far away, but the light shine shined on us. Is she coming? Do we get any sense that she's found us? You push the crystal aside. When the cloak opened up and the crystal was pushed aside and you're all just sitting on the ground now near the bike, you see it's just pitch black again and you're looking around for cereal. And you you can't tell, you can't see anything. But we don't see any flashes in the distance either. Not anymore. I don't like that. Guys, I guess we have no choice but to keep going, I think, unless we want to try to head back right now. But I think we, not, we have no choice but to keep going. I don't think we should go back through those bus saws. This might be one of those things where if we like make enough progress, we can unlock a shortcut on the way back. <laughs> like in uh, Dark Souls. Exactly. Or many games. Exactly. <laughs> okay, uh... Is the bike zip? How's the bike doing? Is it still all right to ride? I think so. I mean, I'm no expert on this thing, but it's still moving. Okay, well... Oh, man, I'd love to take a rest, but... I'd really like to put some more distance behind us first. I mean, I'm good to go if you guys are. Let's keep moving. We have nothing else to go back to, so uh, yeah, we gotta keep going. Everybody make a perception check. <laughs> With my ears... <laughs> Natural one. Very fitting. Oof, 11. Uh, I got 18. 14 plus 4. Zippy's the only one to notice, looking around, being like, okay, well, where do we head from now? And you don't see any crystals nearby, but you do notice off in the distance, Zippy, a bunch of little lights, similar to the crystal lights, forming like towers they're in like rectangle groups it looks like they're formed not like the disc beings before well it could be the disc beings we don't know but they're formed in like groups it's like almost as if in real life it's like if you're looking at a city with its night lights on seeing just the lights from the windows of of these skyscrapers and you see that just way off in the distance um, that those skyscrapers, I I see something over there, guys. I think that's our next destination. I'll have to take your word for it. Oh yeah. Hey. 
Uh, Norman, are you? Uh, do you think that's a good idea over there? I do. I mean, everything else is just pure expense. All right. Uh, off we go, I guess. Hope no more crazy things happen, but it's the moon. Let's do it. You hop back on the bike and woo, start driving off, kicking up moon dust behind you. And you're driving. And you can see it's getting closer. You can tell, yeah, it does seem like it's taking the shape. And it's like almost beyond the crystal-like lights that are on these like skyscrapers. You can tell, yeah, it's seeming to be like forming these actual towers. Maybe they're alive. We don't know yet. But it seems like it's forming these towers. Maybe these are the ruins that they spoke of. But then behind you, you see a flash of light similar to the gazer light and it's bright white for a second and you can see it illuminates in the distance you see a city and this city looks like almost like toronto like it looks like a it's it doesn't look like modern modern but it looks like you know skyscraper-esque buildings that's like new york for everyone else who's not canadian yeah for yeah i guess new york <laughs> uh, but it's got these towers and this one really tall tower that's almost emulating the cn tower from Toronto. I can't make a New York equivalent. I'm sorry. The Empire but State Building. That's not it doesn't have the round tip though. <laughs> but <laughs> but but you see the light is white. And it flashes back. And then it flashes again. But this time it's red. Entire land around you is washed in red. It looks like a blood. You're driving on a blood red moon, and then it flashes again. It's like pulsing. You look back, Norman, and you can see floating in the sky, and it looks like it's like bouncing up and down. This red light is just pulsing as it's approaching and trying to get closer and closer. It's a ways off. You can tell. But it seems like some red gazerish light is following. And as it pulses again, you see the city. But Zippy, while Norman's looking back, you're looking straight ahead. And you can see over top, hanging in the sky, that is only illuminated from the red light that's shining, is this almost secondary moon just hanging over the city. And it looks kind of like an egg. But you can tell it's kind of been shattered at one end. Like if a baby bird like exploded out one side, leaving the shell behind with one end just cracked open. And that's just hanging over the city. As you drive towards, you can see a stone tablet and a path. You can see a road starts forming just before your eyes. It's not forming like a bridge, but it's like an actual road that was like made. Just all of a sudden catches underneath your tires. And you can see a sign, a stone sign on the outskirts just as you're driving on the road. There was large text on the sign that you'd be familiar with as Wesnian text. Fortunately, somebody else has come along and scratched in some common text for you to read underneath that. It looks like it was hand-carved in 
you know, more recently than the Wesnian carvings. And it says, Glimpse, Wesnian Outpost. And you're driving down this road into the city. And that's where we're going to end the episode. Wait, what? Great. Dude, amazing. Amazing.